Yeah. It's cast. <clears throat> I gotta go to rehab. MTV's True Life. Season either 11 or 12. Episode it's, it's 2007. Because, like, uh, when it, I mean, I assume you watched on the MTV. I watched on the MTV, MTV app. app. Mm-hmm. And then it just asks you to say what year that that came out. And it was 2007. Right. But when I was looking to send it to you, unbeknownst to me, you had already watched it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It came up under a couple of different seasons, depending on where, like, when they numbered them. To, that's what I was referring to. We had a good you, sunset tonight. Oh, that looks beautiful. Yeah. That's tonight? Yeah, it was pretty roof. Usually doesn't usually look like that. That's taken with an iPhone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Looks pretty good. It's a nice view you got here. I'm partial to it. You should be. We got a hammock, did I tell you that? Very nice. Yeah. On the roof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What's the shade situation? None yet, but that's that's in the long term plan. That's in the five year plan. Okay, okay. Get a little uh, setup up there. I mean, I mean at least we moved in the at the end of September, so we haven't needed shit. Like it's not like it's been brutal hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I assume in Texas, probably next summer, it'll get. Oh, up I into think the it'll 90s. be pretty warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up on the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty warm. I mean, you know me, dude. I'm a high eighties at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were making a joke. I stepped on your joke. No, that's fine. Of the temperatures being too low. You were undershooting it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's yeah. funny. You're a sly bastard tonight. <laughs> that's uh, what people come to the podcast for. <laughs> I, I was wondering what they come to it for, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Did they, so they don't even know. Did we announce what we were watching? Or did we just decide? MTV's True Life. No, I know, but I last week. I need to go week, to rehab. Last week, though, or is this a surprise that we're doing no, I mean, this episode? I presume that they heard how great last week was and said, well, obviously, no one's going to like stop that role. I would hope just not. Just more, yeah. more Alex, uh, you know. Yeah, man. I feel really good about telling that story last week or, you know, just getting into all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like... Uh, like a burden had been lifted from me. Good. It, it, I felt like it was the right time to finally talk about some of these stories. And uh, I really do think, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading lately uh, and the ability. I really think uh, the podcast and even before we started it, just talking at length on topics that we don't talk about that often, especially, you know, from, I would say, a sympathetic point of view not the same point of view really is very helpful so i appreciate that appreciate the audience for listening too but it does happen it did start before the podcast at least from my perspective uh so i do appreciate that um i was thinking as i was like gearing up for this week you know um i'm not doing this to like get out of telling the truth Although we have been very slippery throughout just because uh, it's been a long time and mem- our memories, I think, are both, we've described them as fickle. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think, like, thinking back to when we started and, and before, like, uh, reading some of the different books about people's experiences and their approaches to confidentiality, um, it's not like we're, we were anybody's therapist ever. Uh, and everybody's adults, and I think we've been careful about names anyway. I know that I did provide therapy, though. I agree, for sure. 
And I think that's what Life Skills is doing here. I am in Texas allowed to be a licensed psychologist to yeah, describe myself. Yeah, you told me all more. that. I've told the I told it on the podcast. I know, I know. I'm just saying bullshit. No, dude, that's it's a responsibility laid upon me. <laughs> I've already made my opinion clear enough when we talked about. So what, initially, I won't. So what, you think I shouldn't be allowed to offer advice to people about psychology, dude? Do you know how much Definitely psychology not. I know, dude? You really think I shouldn't be allowed to offer advice about psychology? Well, you're seriously sitting here. Who's with the dumbest face. lawyer you know? Should they have the same rights? I don't know. Because they do. I think everybody should be allowed to give advice on psychology. It's it should be the topic of every. That was kind of the point. No of one the should be Fifth able to Circuit's talk about opinion. It. That's kind of what the like the licensing board was saying. They were like, you really shouldn't even be saying psychology in your materials. Like that's kind of our thing. Obviously, that gets me going for some reason, you know? I'm I'm not an anti-psychiatrist, though. Like, the, there were guys in the 60s. You're being that, glib, Matt. What is that from? The Scientologists hate oh, okay. all that stuff. Yeah, and that was, I think that's whenever Tom Cruise got mad at Matt Lauer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's funny, dude, that's the word glib is a direct association with Excel for me. See, I have never heard the word in my life and not thought about Tom Cruise saying it. Dude, I've been accused of being glib before, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I do uh, believe it. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't I don't get that leveled more. Yeah, well, you know, these idiots don't have a good vocabulary these days. I guess so. But uh, there's a kid at Excel who, when it, his parents took him home, he was the kid who, when Jamie was like, you guys don't know how to please a woman, he was the kid who said, like, you know, kind of under his breath, teach us. <laughs> Teaches Jamie. Do you remember <laughs> you having to counsel him on uh, what hand motions were and were not appropriate? Wait, vaguely. So you know this kid that Absolutely. I'm talking about? Oh, okay, I thought I had just told you about him. I over the witnessed years. the conversation I'm describing firsthand. Well, so what were the hammer? I mean, I know you know. He for the like audience. walked in. He just was always shooting guns. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, he would shoot the guns, dude. I still think about him when I do. I it think about home. it all the time. I'll walk into a room and just be like, with sound of you know, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and he did constantly. Yes. Uh, it, it was always so like dramatic. it would be like the Matrix, dude, yeah. like just pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But it's the main one would be like knuckles out, guns pointed up, just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Like a very slow Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah. And, I uh, don't remember counseling him on. And you like, like wait, was that was ruled inappropriate? All of that? Everyone. Or? Well, I mean, it wasn't like it didn't get to Jamie. It was the kind okay, of thing where like, everyone chill out. very correctly understood that if uh, we were allowing this, is going to be a problem. Like you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns, gangs. Like they definitely, were definitely. I don't. It was like in many ways the project was just an attack on black culture. Oh my gosh, dude! We could do a whole episode about that. But uh, yeah, that so, one pop saw the end one tape, dude. Do you remember <laughs> that? Uh, I remember the end one tape. I don't remember we, when pop it was saw like it. when we first got uh, and one tapes in the college dorm. I right? mean, I love, love, love that and one dude, tape. So sick. I it, think it's. Uh, I think what we got was it's either five or six, and I think it's five. Uh, but the thing was, is it was, uh, you got the, the mixtape, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But on this one, it came with a second DVD that included 
a full game, start to finish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The I N one All Stars versus like the Atlanta All Stars. It was it outdoors? No, uh, no, no. No, it was no. at Morehouse College. Yeah, I think there was an outdoors one and an indoors one, at least that I saw. There was, I mean, that mixtape was a lot of outdoors. Yeah, for sure, for uh, sure. But you might also, there might also be another thing you're talking about, but I'm not, but yeah, I, I fucking, oh God, I could watch it all day. Man, you know, because we played basketball a good amount at Excel. I've never played any sport more in my life than like there was what my junior year. Yeah, it was Just fun. Everyone was always playing. So like yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. really bad at it, but I... The you best know? you've ever been, though, probably. I mean, not even close. Yeah. Dude, that court was very unsafe. I've rolled both of my ankles multiple times. Everyone did. Uh, yeah, because it was like the cement was uneven. There, it was not flush with the ground. Like out of bounds. It was like yeah. Fucking- if you were going out of bounds, <laughs> you were gonna roll your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> so funny because pops made it. Like, like if you're he- driving past the basket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let it go, man. So then I had to use another guy's because I got in trouble, dude. Literally, they were like, stop rolling your ankles. <laughs> <You'll get laughs> into, like, if you roll your ankle one more fucking time, you know? Uh, so I had to borrow a kid's, uh, this is like Russian, you know, yes. like uh, Soviet camps or whatever. We're sharing medical equipment like that. So I borrowed this kid's both of his ankle braces uh and then and I it got, made sense that that kid just had permanent ankle break i know exactly what you're talking about dude, and his his ankle was rolled half the constantly. time <laughs> i think he was like he had better ankle braces by then so yeah. i was rocking his old ones yeah he constantly <laughs> had ankle braces on deck yeah 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 and then i i and bought, he was i i don't i would be interested in your description of his athletic ability he was the number he was automatic number one pick like you were just hoping that you could, he was the only person there who could dunk he was yeah, an automatic. Uh, I dunk. mean, we would play the dunk. the street rule, you know, playing to twenty, or I think we would norm, more often play to like eleven. I don't think we played all the way play to twenty-one. Play to eleven, or if you only have three people, play twenty-one. Yeah, like but the, uh, but so so it's just uh, a basket is a point. There's right, no right, right. Two and three. I think that you would get two if you shot it from outside the arc. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't relevant consideration for me. I couldn't get the ball, the basket, <laughs> the ball to the basket okay. from there. Okay. But uh, but just to have the automatic point anytime you got it to him, because he's got such a an advantage. Jamma, dude. No one else was like yeah, going to be able to stop him from doing it. it. He was the yeah, tallest yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really. It's like it's yeah. So it's hard. To, I mean, I'm picturing him dunking, and it's not like he was just a freak who was like. You know, you just, he's got to tip it in. I mean, he was jumping and dunking. Like, he had some good dunks. Like, he had some cool, like, one-handers, you know? Yeah, I don't think, I don't know that he could jump that high. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, he wasn't soaring. He was tall. He was I think like, there what, were other six, kids four? who played a prettier game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking of, of course. I mean, there's two, there's two big ones in my head. Who's the second? So the backflip boy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. kid who did backflips in the Beach Boys dinner theater routine. Uh, I I hold my the valedictorian in my class in high regard. Oh yeah, yeah. That is who I thought of. Shout yeah. out, shout out. I hope he's still listening. Yeah, he's got Hopefully a jump shot. Driven. Yeah, that is who I thought of too. I just was curious. I didn't want to sway your results. Those, but yeah, those I, I, would, I would probably put black backflip games as as number two. He was so nasty, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the only behind the dunk guy, to be clear. Yeah, yeah I mean, one on one, he would probably beat Dunkman. 
Yeah, probably. Because he, probably. Dunk Man didn't have handles like that. Yeah, dude, he had hand. That's where I learned the term handles. Yeah, uh, I think, but it was also when like everyone had uh, like rap music was starting to spread because that one kid had the Kazaa sessions. Okay, yeah, on his yeah. visit, uh-huh. and uh, it was when Jay Z and Beyonce, like Crazy in Love, was coming out. Wow! And so the you hand- guys got to like, hear that. Yeah, so ha- handles ten years before. I remember <laughs> handles like Van, Van yeah, Axel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's Ad Excel. I remember like hearing that Ad Excel being like, "Whoa, what a sick line." Because wow. I knew about Nick Van Exel. Good. Uh, you know, from our basketball watching. Yeah. But uh, the only reason I brought it up was because uh, and one. Yeah, what did Pops at, do? At, oh, my gosh, dude. Well, it was like, uh, you know, Doug, <laughs> only Doug had it a little bit too. Like, it's just a generalized look. If we live in a, you know, a toxically racist patriarchal society or we don't. If we do, you have to mean it and you have to be able to observe its effects without being like, and therefore I think, you know, this guy needs to like go to jail. I do think that about this man. Uh, and, you know, the I definitely, doesn't help. I, I, I would uh, just put it as like, uh, what did you think, you know? What did you what think you, was going to happen? With, like the fucking 70-year-old white guy from New Caney, Texas, yeah, you thought yeah. that he was something different? Yeah, exactly. Uh, although, you know, I would have thought, cause he was a high school football referee. Cause I know. What was I'm, he? Yeah. He I was, didn't know he, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a school bus driver and a high school football referee. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so maybe you would think like that around like a more diverse environment, he would be more welcoming, but as a referee, he Sometimes was probably Sometimes it like, goes the other way. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I could see that, but he was pretty nasty. Like if you were watching the game. He would very quickly have the call, and he would pretty much always be right and have it like before the refs. I wish I would have been in a position to appreciate that. I like, mean, I I didn't watch any. I I know. I mean, like I played football as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I wouldn't have known what I I don't I didn't know the rules. It's to not the like game I, at any point during my time at Excel. Like I was never watching it, being like, oh, that's a charge. Oh yeah, and then Pop was. Oh yeah, Pop knows. It was more like. It would be like uh, the whistle's drawn, the flags may be thrown, but like they haven't even signaled what it is yet. And Pop would immediately say yeah. what it was going to be. And I mean, I can do right, that if like, you want. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, but you watch a lot of football. You know I do I mean? watch a lot of football. I'm just saying, you know, he was a ref. I, uh, that is, there's, a, there's sure. a couple of different things about football. Like it's, it's kind of a game I play in my head of like, have I ever gotten better at anything? You know, like it, is progress real in my life? And then, Were you this good at podcasting from the job? I just was born like this. I believe. No, that. I mean obviously you do improve, but it, you know, improvement hat like, you know, it's not like I woke up. It's not like I did my first podcast and then like time skipped and five years later I heard. You know what I mean? That's like, how I feel about this podcast. I'm a little better every week, you know, but not even consistently. You know what I mean? Um, but I will always, I will always remember the times that I was watching football with guys who one could call out what was a screen pass as opposed to another kind of pass, okay, and two, what a, a guess of what kind of penalty it was going to be, and I always remember being really impressed by that. And now <laughs> I can do that. Pretty impressive. So I'm like. Yeah, you know, I have picked up a couple skills in my time. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that is pretty cool. What hard work can do. <laughs> That's right. You just keep grinding. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too, one day. You've achieved mastery. Uh, no, so Pop's like, uh, he wasn't like, turn that, that shit off, you know, put some white people on the TV or anything like that. Yeah, I don't remember it getting banned or anything. No, it was more like, so this is right when we started in the college dorm. And uh, it was very loosey-goosey about what was being allowed and what wasn't. And in fact, that same fucking tall guy who could dunk mm -hmm. was a dickhead. So, I mean, he's a nice guy, whatever. Shout out if you're listening. But like, uh, I still remember like a little bit of an awkward moment because you probably had this too. By that point, I was about to leave, and I think so was he, but... I had been at Excel about twice as long as he had. Mm -hmm. And I had always been strength, I think, like since he got there, basically. Yeah. And, you know. Like you might have shadowed him whenever you came in. Very well could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't like a big time troublemaker with the shadows that long or anything like that. No, but no. he didn't get into um, too much trouble. No, definitely not. He got sent there, I think, for drinking beer, you know, too much uh, with the good old boys. But, uh, I'm going to guess he had some parents with some fairly conservative views. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and basically, he was the one that cut his finger putting the floorboards down. He had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, you know, cutting the boards. And then it's funny, like, we follow each other. Maybe I shouldn't dox him. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it's just his work is now, like, kind of very similar hmm. to that, you know. Okay. Uh, anyway, nice enough guy. But there was, like, an odd moment, you know, where everyone's, it's almost like your story with, a, it's like not quite as bad as as the Suicide King setup tale of like, you're going to have to, you know, navigate culture, uh, this horrible pernicious culture of licentiousness when you leave Excel. Uh, but Gangs of New York had come out and I really wanted to see it. I had read about it like in an entertainment weekly and on a dentist visit or something, you know, mm -hmm. and for months had been like thinking about it, like how sick it was going to be and how cool and like interesting the topic was. And it came out and it was on DVD and uh, like they watched it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, as always, didn't get to watch it because I had to do some shit like, you know, shadow, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I came back, but it was college dorm. So it was like, we didn't have bedtime. Uh, so, you know, it was just like, be responsible. So I was like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got like a cheesesteak and foil, you know, like, nice. uh, you know, something like that. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna sit down, got the little TV right here. Like, I think I could have even watched it on TV, not on a laptop. Uh, and fucking Mr. Dunker. Lena Duncan came out, <laughs> dude. It was just like, uh, dude, we watched that earlier, and uh, I don't think we should have. And uh, I don't think you should watch that right now. Only one way for me to find out, man. <laughs> I mean, he seriously stared me. He was like, it was like he was going to tell me. Oh, like, I was like, are God. you serious right now? What a fuck. Like, I was like, dick. you know, I'm going to college in a month. Like y'all all just watch this tonight, and you're. I'm sure if he's listening, he regrets that. Now all of I mean, us have our, so, our things that uh, where we, we we felt like we went a little too far. Well, that's what I was saying at the beginning, where it's like I kind of have to put some thought into some things about how I address some stories as we get more personal. If we get too much more personal, uh, I've I've definitely alluded, and you know, this episode will make clear. I don't, 
I don't think it sounds that grandiose, but it's like, I don't know if it's growing up by New York City and media where some media gets made uh, or just like growing up in a relatively pri privileged environment. So more people are around it, but like, I, there are a lot of people I know who are like covered in, in media in random things. Like, it's not like, it's like, look at this interesting class of Princeton high school, but it's like, I don't know, like there are specific people who there are kids who are like the way they got adopted, you know, or like different medical issues they had. Like if I told identifying issues about them, you could just Google it and there's like a story about them. You know what I mean? And I don't think anyone really, like it would be psychotic. Like if a chain of events were to transpire for that to be meaningful, you know what I mean? Like it would take a lot of other people acting. But I still, I just want to be honest to the audience that I'm going to probably omit some details. I don't think I'm going to like make any up, but. Uh, just I, as like a protecting identity kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And I, I wonder, um, maybe not this episode, because I was like thinking like, how am I going to get at some of these things at this rehab? And why did I run away from this place? Like what was going on there? Uh, and why did I run away right then? And trying to get at some of it. I mean, definitely some of it was, I, there was just so many sources of anxiety, but some of it was like, like I said, it was very prison-like at times uh, and not just in its violence. Like people made like wild comments. I was the youngest kid well, there. Before we get into it too much, we've got like three three loops to close. We do? The, yeah, oh, definitely. Okay. Um, oh, one, I've got one too. Uh, you just, I'd like to start a, a new story, brief new okay. story. Uh, just whenever you're talking about, you know, that kind of like uh, watch out for the media message yeah, yeah, that Excel yeah. was delivering. Yeah. I have a, it, it jogged a memory that I haven't thought about since it happened. Okay. Uh, it was, you know, in co the college I went to, they had a campus in Rome. It was like a big thing. Like 80% of the students who go to the University of Dallas uh, go on to study in Rome. And it's like University of Dallas teachers you're with, like just other students who like you had freshman English with. Now you're sophomore English class. It's there. So anyways, uh, so I was there. And there was a kid that had like a binder of DVDs. You know, okay, and so I was just, you know, had some downtime, wanted to chill. He was like, you know, here you go, yeah, pick one or whatever. Okay, and um, I saw blow in there. Okay, and at this point, I'm two full years removed, or a year, I guess. So I'm I'm in my second year out of out of Excel. You know, okay, uh, like I got out July 2005. This story's happening like October of 2006. And I'm by myself in a foreign country. And I I remember like <laughs> like the first time he lent me the thing, I was like, well, not not that one. Really? And then the, the second time I was like, like I remember like just kind of like in a room by myself, like sort of in mentally like doing a heavy sign, being like, I guess this is us now. <laughs> I guess this is me now. I'm a guy who watches below. Man. Okay. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, too long. Yeah, I would too, say so. Too long. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, it yeah, wasn't I, that great, though. Huh? I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. I remember seeing it after Excel. The peewee like, scene's good. I barely remember it. Just the can't feel my face. Like, I can touch it. 
Yeah, okay. I can't feel Ringing it. Ringing a bell a little I've bit. I've often thought about that. Can't feel um, my face? Well, just like the... Because can't feel my face is a common enough, uh, you know, it's a expression. Cool expression, yeah. Certainly with cocaine, but like also just like general excitedness, you know? Like uh, if, if someone hit an especially good basketball shot, you know, you might say. Really? I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I stand by it. I'm not backing okay. off. I'm just allowing for the possibility I'm mistaken. Okay. Um and uh but yeah just, just i just thought it was a funny way of describing it. like you know Pee-wee's just standing there he's like can't feel my face like i can touch it <laughs> yeah 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 but anyways um you uh I, I don't think you have yet said what pops did. i know uh, you're pops right. to the yeah, end yeah, one yeah, day yeah, yeah. that's what that's the uh, second loop okay i'm probably avoiding it because it's hard to describe because I wish I could go. I am going to go back. Actually, this is a big thing I'm doing lately: is looking for vibe continuity. Uh, and I might as well just lay out the theory right now. Basically, uh, you know, the the basic theory is like uh, it's part of like the original Freudian seduction theory in a way. Uh, but oh yeah, of course, the original forty. What what is you know before he, we've talked about it on the podcast? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, when his original patients, especially his female patients, came in talking about hysteria, and because they were being molested by their fathers, and he Freud was like, apparently this makes g- girls crazy when you do this, and then everyone was like, bro, what are you saying, dude? We're not doing that. <laughs> And then he was like, uh, my bad, dude. Yeah, they're seducing you. Or when when it's happening at all. And it's usually they're just imagining it and trying to make it happening, these seductive daughters of Vienna. Uh, and, you know, that's really, you know, filters down to the false memory and satanic panic. You know, I know there's other countervailing considerations, of course. But I'm just saying, like, within that... that I'll take that as a... I'm happy about that. It goes back and forth. You know, it goes, it definitely does. Uh, and, you know. I'll co-sign that. That is is the view of not only Alex, but the whole podcast. For sure. Good. Okay, nice. Uh, And so the theory's been updated, like the the general, like, um, theory about communication between parents and children, who's seducing whom, you know, and in what way. Uh, I have an idea. What? Don't seduce anyone. The parents. <laughs> oh, well, like, in, in, who's, in who's the Vienna the actor? Case, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like, uh, so now I'm using the word a little differently, but like sometimes okay. uh, it's kind of creepy to use it this way now. Like I'm never like, uh, when my wife comes home, I'm like, she, our daughter was so seductive today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> be weird if that did. would be an odd turn of phrase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the listener, TC just involuntarily shook. <laughs> uh, I think with the creeps, uh, but like in the literature, they talk about it as like the infant being like they'll say coquettish sometimes too. Basically, like it doesn't even have to be a girl infant, but just like kids are cute. Like they'll kind of be like a flirtatious air of being like you know, like it's very. If you played hide and seek with an adult, it would be flirtatious. You know what I mean? Like because it's a game. It's like a. You know, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, don't, kids like eliciting a laugh, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a little poke for attention. It's, yeah. it's very clear that you like each other. Sometimes you pretend that you're hiding or, you know, that you're roughhousing or whatever. Um, but once little kids realize, like, uh, 
Uh, like my my daughter definitely knows now. Two points on this. She definitely knows that I like it when she dances, but she also likes dancing, which is why I like it. You know what I mean? Sure. So like music comes on and she'll just start dancing, which I love. I think it's all like, who doesn't love seeing a baby spontaneously start dancing? I love it. I mean, it's awesome. But now she'll start dancing and look over at me Mm -hmm. to be like, am I making dad laugh? Mm -hmm. You know? And then I'm like, I don't want to mean mugger, but I don't want her to think she has to dance like for my approval. I always approve of her, but you know, I like, yeah, it. but also like, I want her to get the thing that she's looking for. You know yeah. I, mean? I just started dance with her when she, That's you know, I was move. looking for it. Yeah. Move. We have a good old time. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, but like, so in the discussions of like these kinds of communications, uh, especially when they're less wholesome than that, uh, this dude later, this French dude, like, uh, in the nineties, I think, Sean Laplanche, that's what I've been reading lately. Uh, he kind of like updates it with this concept. Of, oh, you've been uh, reading a lot of Laplanche? Wikipedia pages, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And some some other, dude, I found this website that just summarizes. Dude, my homie was getting into Laplanche. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I'd never heard of him until like two days ago. Well, dude, ever since I, I didn't hear until like a minute. <laughs> I know, but it's a really interesting way of looking at things, man. So like... Uh, he basically he has this concept called the enigmatic enigmatic message, right? And so he's basically like there's always a linear communication where, especially as a child still is developing language, there is something going untranslated in the communication from the parent to the child. But I think there's something going untranslated in every single right. Right, but the child is not an authority figure for us, so it's asymmetrical. Because it doesn't fuck with us. I mean, it's cool to think about and stuff. And it's distressing if they're crying or something. You don't know why. But you're not like, when they're like, ba, 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 you're not like thrown into an existential crisis because you thought that the cat was like, da, da, la, la, you know, and now it's ba, 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 what the fuck? You know what I mean? But like kids are learning language and reality from you and there are literal things, not you, because you're a psychotic parent, but like for most people, there literally are things you're not telling your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're not, you're going to tell your kid Santa's not real. Uh, but like there's stuff you don't know about yourself that you can't tell your kid, but it's going to affect kind of your nonverbals, your micro expressions, just the way you are so that you won't even know what what instances they are necessarily unless you know you're knowingly lying to your kid which you said you want to do and i believe you uh, well you try i i caught myself it wasn't directly a lie but uh she she has a doll that she really likes she uh-huh. carries around everywhere you know common enough for children sure and um there's a whole thing i told on the other cast of uh just trying to like it, at a certain point, it certainly seemed like it was the doll wasn't going to last much longer. Okay, and so I was like, we should get a backup doll. Okay, it was difficult to find the backup doll, and someone's got a pretty good grift going on eBay. Okay, selling these ten dollar dolls fifty a piece. Whoa! Because they know that it fucking went right. out of stock. At Where Target. are they getting them? Oh, Target. Yeah, so I mean, I think that if you wanted to, I mean, you know, you're in between things right now. So if you're looking for a buck, <laughs> I'm not. Just go to Target, buy a 
toy that a kid is likely to be attached to, just buy them out of stock. At some point, they're going to change. Like Target's One of my homies did that shifting. with toasters at HEB, dude. He straight up punch drunk loved on toasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, thank you. I don't have a head for that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, the thing, you wouldn't even need to like monitor Target too much. Just put them on eBay at 50 a pop, have it auto-renew, and then yeah, yeah, no one's yeah. going to buy them until it's off. But nah, like at dude, some point, they'll I'll, start buying them. That's how I end up with a garage full of fucking dolls, dude. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not looking okay, for a buck well, that badly. Thank yeah. you very much. I, uh, Although, yeah, I guess you don't like money. Definitely send in the job tips. You know? <laughs> but, uh, Appreciate them. But so, so we got like four of them things. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> All right, so... You got $200 worth of $40 dollars? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I think we do have four. So one was like the original <laughs> gift one. I think I bought three. Okay, okay. Uh, what kind of doll is this? Extravagant. I mean, it's just like, it's, a, you know, your classic lovey. Like your lovey. like soft, like a blanket slash doll. Like Raggedy Ann? Looks like a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, um, my daughter's she's she's got a little rabbit going right now too. She loves it. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, but we got, so we got four of them, but I, I, I just thought that for some reason it didn't seem like what the move was, was to just like throw all four of them at her. So like we no, got. what you would say? We got the other three like in a, you know, like hidden away in a high shelf or whatever. You should put them on eBay. And whenever they, <laughs> well now they're pretty heavily used. Oh, because we're rotating them. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So the wears, wear patterns even. Because I feel like if you waited until the one was dead. She would notice? Yeah. And like, but that's the thing is like, what I'm doing here is a deception, quite obviously. Like, so sure. it's she, not like the Santa lie, but it's, some, but yes. it's not full honesty. So under this theory, there's something in your communication where she's noticing she can't even put it into words yet. Dude, she just about caught it. She knows. Like, she can't prove. She doesn't have the... But I, I could see... She was going through drawers. We were lazy about where we put one of them. Yeah. And she saw... Like, she picked it up. And she... I saw... Like, I saw it exactly on her. Like, I was looking at her as it happened. And I, I knew in her eyes that she was like, what the fuck is this? It's over there. Sure. And she looked. And she couldn't see it. And, like, I, you know, it was like... <laughs> yeah, fucking go, go, go! Like, fucking yeah, yeah. Now ghost protocols knows. now. No, like Megan scooped it up. Like you know, she was like looking over, looking back, looking over. And so, like Megan scooped up the other one. So by the time she got over to where to look and see, was there another lovey over here? There mm -hmm. wasn't. Yeah, but she still knows something. But up. I saw in her eyes that like, that's what I mean. Like she can't yeah, prove. Yeah. But I know that like I could tell what you've, her feeling you've was. You literally just sent her on a journey into interiority and like a developing selfhood as she realizes that the only actual perceptor of her reality is her. Yeah. And that she can't actually trust you and she doesn't even know how to explain it. It's the unnameable terror, dude. Honestly. I mean, we all go through it. That's what it felt like. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it, it's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, and you do it regardless. Like, it's kind of like the original sin of parenting and kind of what we blame God for. You know, like, I keep thinking about, you know, when you said you throw your kid into time, you know, when you, when you make them. Uh, but it's like, was that the right move? Being in time kind of sucks sometimes. Uh, 
I mean, I felt my, my voice getting softer as I said that, which I usually, to me, that's a signal that I don't fully believe what I just said. Uh, I think I, you like being I in time. I love being in time, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing I know. What, are, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a, I'm a time head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, there are downsides to it, you know, or, you know, it causes, it, there's pain. I mean, nostalgia, I think, like, the, you work the Greek out, it comes to, like, pain that can't be brought, you know, something. But yeah, I, I, I feel what you're saying about, you know, the, the, the child having... There's something being the parent that not communicating and the child has a sense that there's not. Yeah. 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 So that's why I'm all about the vibe continuity because that sends the child into like, and I know it dude, when like, if you get an extreme enigmatic message from somebody else, not just the, like, I think there might be an, a two, there's two loveys in the mix or something. Mm -hmm. You're prestiging her basically. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, just like weird stuff or like, and, and to me more, this is where it's like, it becomes like a metaphor for intergenerational, the, 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 the transmittability, the transmissibility of intergenerational trauma as like almost discrete packets of like emotional contagion. You can like feel it coming from another person into you. And this dude, I can't remember who it wasn't fucking my, my new dog, Sean Laplanche. Mm -hmm, it was somebody else. And he was the analyst of one of the guys who later became like an anti-psychiatrist, like just hated all an analysis and psychiatry, thought it should be done away with, thought all madness was just a product of, you know, societal problems. Uh, but he had like a, a horrible family life, obvious, you know, not well, maybe I mean, not obviously. Nonsense. But if you wanted to say it's all genes, I could buy that. But well, that's the answer to what he's saying, which I think is also nonsense. So, like, people respond now to the anti-psychiatrists of the '60s by saying, "Yeah, we'll talk to the schizophrenic who, like, at eight, thought that, like, you know, God has been talking to him, you know, since he was eight years old, can't do anything." Like, I mean, you know, or the people who like can't leave the corner of their room or whatever. Uh, don't appear to know that language exists. Like, tell me what society did to to make them respond that way. That is fair, but there is certainly like something to be said for the the group forces at play in any individual, you know, transgression or yeah. I mean, anything uh, like that is pretty complex and probably happens for a lot of reasons. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But like, so I I do think the family like. In the 50s and 60s, there was a theory of like this, the schizophrenic mother, uh, the refrigerator mothers who were like really cold emotionally. They were mm -hmm. thought to make their kids schizophrenic. You know, that uh, has been widely discredited biologically, but there's got to be something if your mom's never being nice to you or holding you or, you know, paying attention to you. I anticipate that would like, have an effect. It's going to do something. I don't think the effect will be schizophrenia, but yeah. Right, but if you have... Uh, 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 it's like Quincy John said, man. Uh, the how how are we supposed to raise people if we didn't if we were not raised ourselves? How would we learn it? For real, you know, the church, community, tradition. I mean, Rashida Hopefully. Jones appears to turn, and I assume his other kids are doing well. Rashida Jones. Oh Quincy yeah, Jones's daughter, who's an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that's who you said. Yeah, she's had a big impact on me. You know this. I don't know if I do. With her uh, her porn documentary, dude. I don't know that if I know that she has a porn documentary. 
What? Rashida Jones? It's probably pretty dated at this point, so it won't. Is it like actually the, just about porn? Yeah, it's it's uh, hot hot girls wanted. You've never heard of that? Maybe it's on Netflix. It's like a, they made it into a show eventually, I think. And I don't know if she's involved in that. Uh, but basically, like it's from like I would say twenty twelve second term Obama era. I would say okay. And uh, it be, it follows girls who like uh, at the time. It's like a, a dude's in Florida, and he just posts Craigslist ads just at every city, like in the country, basically looking for young, adventurous girls. Hot girls want it. That's the name of the, you know. Uh, and then he's just like, you know, message, send some pics, does that all day, you know, gets a couple a week, flies them out for a few hundred bucks. He has a house in Florida where he has, it's like before OnlyFans, but, you know, he's got like six of these girls, you know, staying there. He's scheduling shoots with them and they're just partying all the time. And uh, it basically like follows five of the girls and kind of follows the dude, but mostly follows the girls. And they're in and out in a year, basically. Uh, and they're famous. Like, I can't remember any of their names, but. Is it good? Is it a good documentary? I thought, I mean, it's not like I sit down and pop it on when I'm, you know, bored or anything. I only watched it once, but. It did. I mean, I guess I'm just, ask, just asking, would you recommend it? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. Uh, the thing is, it's like, it's it was interesting at the time, but it was like real time. So I was like, it made me not feel good about porn, uh, which I don't know don't if you're like interested that. in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it actually, no, I mean, it, it sent me on a journey of being like, what are my values here? uh i do often wonder what my values here are it's it's worth exploring i think but you know uh it's and like i appreciate so content that keeps me honest about that you know yeah yeah i mean the it's not a good experience for any of them i would say i think some of them have gone back what's really fucked up is then after the documentary like if you search them you know like because i was definitely like while the documentary i'm assuming this is like probably everyone that watched it maybe not everyone but probably most dudes i definitely was like i'm searching them during the documentary mm -hmm. you know i mean you know i feel I, like i oftentimes is i don't have that reaction oh not well, to try and like i don't watch you... that many porn documentaries this is what how many porn documentaries are you watching um i mean certainly both of the podcast series by the welsh guy ronson mark ronson oh no, yeah i remember well that was the, the john ronson uh, the one where the girl killed herself right well the the first one was i, just I haven't like searched a, the girl who killed herself well i didn't need to search <laughs> let's her. have some respect uh, <laughs> like fucking you were several videos pre you were personally if she taught you it was okay to be weird <laughs> definitely <laughs> um yeah i mean dude whenever i got dudes to the death i was rocked fuck yeah i bet yeah i don't think any of the ones i've where were you, you know. when tupac died dude <laughs> yeah but yeah. no before he made the doc the podcast about her uh it's the last days of august is the podcast i'm referring to yeah yeah august ames yeah is, yeah uh, the name of the uh the she porn killed star. herself from being bullied for being in porn or something I think. listen to the podcast guys I'm not going to but 
It's a complicated story. I don't know. I'm sure about that. Having listened to six hours, I don't know that I would feel any confidence saying why. Dude, porn is lots going on there. I mean, but you know, there's. I don't know, man. Um, but then before that, he had just done like a general tracing of like there I is a guy. I listened to like the first episode of that. Yeah, and then the I, butterfly you know, effect. That's what yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I listened to where he was like, "There's the guy that just made Mind Geek." A or boy whatever. named Fabi. Uh, no, called. He's fucking. <coughs> I can't like the way the Welsh talk, dude. Not all right. Yeah, I didn't. I see. I don't think I even got that far. A boy called Fabian. Oh, is that how Ronson talks? Yeah. Oh, he's all right. He doesn't bother me that nope, much. No, not all right. I mean, you know, I, I do. I'm not a huge fan of the guy. I, I like his. I don't really get it. His books. I thought you were about to say his stand up. No, no, no. I was going to say <laughs> his style. imagining his. Uh... <laughs> well, it is like a little stand up y, but not funny. <laughs> like, but it does like. It's kind of his books read like a podcast script. Like. I didn't it, read any it's of them. The most seamless jump into scripted podcasting since Life Skills, mm, mm. I would say. High praise. <laughs> but so, uh, what has this French guy got to do with pops? Fucking what French guy are we talking about, dude? What the one you're talking? About. I know, I know. <laughs> but like, for I said, me. do you like at but some point French are you guy. going to tell us what pops did about the N one thing? And you were like. Well, yeah, I am going to tell you. So I've been reading about John Luke. Yeah, the enigmatic message, man. (laughs) Vibe continuity, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying like... What uh, did Pops do? I'll get to it, dude. I'll get to it. But I got to establish some some parameters here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if only we gave you a little bit of time, right? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Dude, I'm feeling some vibe continuity right now. Good. Uh, I assume it's good. So I'm saying no. Oh. Well, no, it is, of course. Uh, so this guy was saying in therapy, he literally felt like, uh, he called it like a protuberance or something like an emotional protuberance from the patient into his own being. He felt the patient's mother's emotional being come out of the patient into him. Like this is the analyst writing about it. And he's like, literally her spirit came out, like basically writing like it was an exorcism, but this is like a a secular therapist. But he's like, that's how strong her influence was in this guy's psyche. And I felt it in me and I took it on. Because a lot, the reason I was reading it, I thought, and that's, I'll get to rehab eventually, is I've been reading about this phenomenon called like transference and counter-transference, which is basically like when you're in therapist, and you start feeling about your therapist and then counter ther- counter transverses, you know, when your therapist starts feeling a way about you. Okay. And you're supposed to examine it because usually all these, you know, new feelings are flying about. So it's like Tony thinks he wants to fuck Dr. Melfi because he's talking about his mom so much. It's actually about his mom. When Dr. Melfi, you know, actually starts having sex dreams about Tony, that's counter transference, you know? But if it's actually about Melfi's father, and it's throwing her into like, you know, the CPTSD books talk about like emotional flashback land. She's in, she's a little girl in that moment, or like, you know, Tony's a scared little kid in that moment. And he throws that fear out onto her. You know what I mean? That's like the, the enigmatic message coming back out. Like he's been carrying that terror of not understanding 
why the source of order in his world is an insane person. She's put that on him because she's never worked out her own unconscious. So it comes out and then he just has to be terrified because the world doesn't make sense. All he knows is mom is scary. And then, you know, now it's finally working out, but he's a grown man. So he's attaching to Melfi, but that biologically mixes with our, you know, reproductive, you know, programming as well. So you're like, you want to fuck Melfi because he kind of wants to fuck his mom, you know, because he kind of did before he could even have sex or knew what it was. And part of the terror is like, you know, directly bound up in sex because you never actually really understand what's going on there. You know, like if when you're really doing it, it's like your brain's not even really there. You know what I mean? So like, it's all really scary stuff that everybody deals with in their own way. And then it gets wrapped up in like society's coding and like your own personal experiences. So like you said, like as a 70 year old, you know, white guy, authority figure, but not authority figure, like you're the mayor of Houston, you know, you're a school bus driver. You are the authority figure nominally on that bus, but it's a scary place to be as an authority figure. It's really a tenuous place, dude. I was suspended from the bus multiple times as a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, my guy. I know how tenuous it can be. Suspended uh, from the bus. We didn't even have that as an option, brother. <laughs> like you, you definitely didn't like. You know, listen, we had a rowdy bus, although apparently not. Yeah. But there was, that wasn't on the table. The suspension yeah, from the dude. bus. Suspended from the bus. I mean, the bus is wild, dude. I mean, I uh, I often like it's it's the least amount of supervision you have in the in the day yeah you just have a, a person who like has not shown a lot of capability for much more in terms of jobs that society values yeah it's a precious did, job would. dude precious cargo and the school districts are learning right now as they're like embarrassingly apparently like asking parents to do it or something i I've, at least that's what i've seen on twitter in austin there's like some email going around where they're like, any parents that want to like be bus drivers, like be subs, yes, whatever, you know, just sign up. Uh, Extra time with your kids. Could definitely. Could yeah. And all these other shitty kids, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, kids would open up the fire exit in the back, jump out, yeah, you know, like uh, that, dude, that's not safe. If you're, imagine driving a bus with kids doing that. I would be so scared all I mean, the time. It's the last day of school, dude. I know, but I'm saying like kids were doing that all the time. And we had a lady bus driver sometimes. We had a dude bus driver where it was like people would try to get him to like rage, like, which yeah, he would regularly obviously. do. Uh, but it was all good. Like no one was ever like, you know, telling on him. You know, he never told on anybody. He would go over the bumps pretty good. Uh, but then- That's important. Dude, this, this bus driver, I now think she was probably, I'm not saying she had a drug problem, but she had like the nervous temperament of at least like a codependent, like a Narconon temperament, you know what I mean? Uh, and when I fast forward, when I got back from rehab, the one day I tried to go to school uh, and they told me I couldn't, I took the bus and I got on the bus and I remember the eye contact she made with me. It, dude, talk about vibe continuity, dude. I knew it from rehab. Like I was like emotionally, all she said, she made deep, deep eye contact with me when she opened the door. And she was like, welcome back, Alex. You know, 
And I was like, that's rehab fucking solidarity. Like vibe she just threw at me. Damn. Like, and I it, I was very mixed on it. Because like, to a lot like, of people, it means nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to some people, it means a lot. And that's, you see, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, I don't really want that right. Like, I, I, I don't like that. That that's a community I'm in, you know. Like I'm 15. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand. And she was like, "I've been through it." I was like, "You haven't, because I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. in that community now." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but so she got me in trouble, you know, way back in the day. That was one of my suspensions. She was a longtime bus driver. She lived in Cranberry, like uh, on one of the old farms, and they they were like, the, I guess they had the bus driving you know contracts. Where your bus drivers lived. She lived on the bus route, dude. I think I knew her kid. Like, uh, I think he went to our school. And they had the contracts for the Cranberry buses, I think, because they had like six buses on their farm. Like, I was always like, damn, they got mad buses. Yeah, no, I mean, like, obviously there'd be the times in the day whenever it's just like me and the boys going around the neighborhood and there was no supervision then. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, like that was with a self-selected group, you know, like that was just yeah, my yeah, friend. Yeah. So this was just a ton of fucking people thrown in. And obviously you'd have to deal with that throughout the day, but usually with a teacher, like directly there, this was a time when there was a guy who was driving, you know, like, obviously I was not fucking anywhere near like the front half of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not about that shit. Yeah. Um, and you know, fucking it's just, anything goes for sure like for that sure. that is always what i uh compare come town to that's what it sounded like <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay yeah Just the bus the, was bunting. the only other time that i've heard the, that level of frequency of the f slur <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had to we had a long bus ride to princeton every day like the cranberry kids yeah uh there was a kid who every time like since like fifth grade if we were on the bus, he would, he was constantly eating and uh, he would just cut a hole in the seat and just throw all his trash. <laughs> like just every time. <laughs> like if there was duct tape on the seat, you know, like from an old hole, uh -huh. he would just open that okay. and just put all his trash what a in. Menace. Just do it just to do it, dude. Just what? exactly just to be destructive. Oh. Just laugh about the idea of yeah, like no. someone finding that six months from then. I hear him. Just guess. gleefully. Uh, I don't know. For I wasn't years. too into that. Just a bandit, dude. Uh, like the the garb the wet bandits, you know, but the garbage bus guy. Most anyway. of the time, I had a I had a, a connection to the idea that someone was going to have to do that, and I didn't want them to. Yeah, no, none of that factored in. I, I mean, this wasn't my thing, but you know, I didn't feel bad. I mean, by the time I was sent to Excel, I more or less severed that. I have a couple of specific memories of like kind of like me outside my body being like we're really doing the shit that we you know like, yeah, yeah yeah and you know mixed feelings about it some of it was, it's a real thrill to be like i'm transgression well yeah and just like you know that, that it is a certain kind of chain you know like it's a certain kind of bondage the worrying about other people's like lives and emotions sure. and reactions yeah and it does feel great to have it off but like it's a fleeting feels great because ultimately we are on this earth with others and i think you're right they do have some say in our lives and we probably should anticipate what they want yeah but you can have a say too i you don't know. worry 
I, 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 okay, I won't worry. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> and one mixtape. No, hold on. There was another thread in there. Vibe continuity, dude. So what I'm saying is, Doug, Miss Nancy's husband, right? You remember mm -hmm. him? Yeah, of course. So he was a shop teacher at Houston, like public schools. Definitely. And so similar authority figure, but you're not even middle management of society's hierarchy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, yeah, I'd still put bus driver on another level, but I, I would too. Yeah. I, sure. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. She got me suspended because we made tool toolboxes in shop class for our dads. Mm -hmm. in you know to put their tools in that's nice of you i think Probably already or, has one or maybe a birdhouse but i think it was tools because i was like my dad is not a tool guy like <laughs> you know like uh what a bitch this is stupid and i didn't do a good job on this anyway like you know I also not runs in the family not a tool guy uh, i'm sorry to call your dad a bitch yeah thank you for i accept your retraction on on the stevens family <laughs> behalf uh so we were, I was getting off the bus and I had my like birdhouse or toolbox or whatever it was. And I was just like, fuck this thing, man. So I put it under a wheel, like of the bus, <laughs> yeah. just to like see it break. You uh -huh. know, I didn't think it would be a big deal. And it, it made like a decent sound. It wasn't, this, none of this was crazy to me. Honestly, this is a little bit of an enigmatic message in the Laplanchian sense to me because I didn't get her terror of the true terror of an adult being like, I just ran over a child and killed him, which is what she thought. So I was just like, all right, lady, you heard a noise, you know, and aren't you happy that you didn't run over any children? That seems to be your main concern. But she was just like, you know, when someone's super worked up at you and you are not even close to as worked up as they are and you have apologized and like fully been like, won't do it again, you know, whatever. But all I like now I'm older, I'm like, they want you to be worked up or to like calm them down or to at least be like, I understand why you're worked up. I mean, I've, I hate, like, there's a certain kind of like, you know, where like I'm, I'm feeling agitated and the other person's like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. absolutely Don't not what I want. Dare cut me I'm in a right mood now. to have a fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fight yeah, yeah, yeah. me, God damn That's it. exactly what she was like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, what is the big deal? I had to go think about that and be like, why was she yelling at me so much? Like she kind of shook me. And then she, she was like, I'm calling the office. I'm calling the office. You know what I mean? And it was like, I was like, all right. And I like, you know, again, it's not super traumatic. It wasn't traumatic really at all. Uh, but that's the kind of thing where like, Okay, but if you get molested or you're you're you get you know you're the victim of incest, you know that's really where you're kind of like a prison of your environment, you know, to the most to the utmost degree. Uh, you know, you have to hide away in your interiority, and it becomes a place of no contact with reality because contact is harmful, uh, and so you do eventually like have a hysteric break and tell dr freud what your dad does you know and then he betrays you uh to become you know the, the i really think that's like kind of the original sin of you know psychoanalysis i'm not the only person that thinks this um but then at the same time it's like he was a creature of that society too i don't it's you know what i mean like it's so hard like to a think. good like a uh, popular like an air airport book no laying I don't out think all this 
There is a best, I, what I would I'd say. I'd love uh, to just hear like a, the, the episode you're describing sounds fascinating. Oh, uh, yeah. The whole, I've, like all the rich men of Vienna just abusing the shit out of their daughters and then coming in and him being like, well, you know, have well, we considered dude, it's the daughter's fault? Well, it was also like, a, it was just a much more hierarchical society. And uh, in Viennese society in particular, in, at like the turn of the century, it was basically considered that the greater sin than whatever your sexual impropriety is, whatever it is you are into, the greater sin is to be indiscreet about it. So if you're fucking your daughter, she's worse for talking about it than you, whatever it is you did to her. Like that's the basic go-to. So yeah, and I mean, like, I look at that, and I'm like, it's so obvious to me, and I, I'm not backing off from this. This is my <laughs> opinion that uh, that's wrong. That's, okay, <laughs> that's fair, what I fair. Think. yeah. But uh, it you you should have a moment, and I'm sure that you do, where you pause, and uh, if someone can have morals so different from ours, then like there are no fixed morals. There are some, dude. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like they're live well, the delusion that like they're you know, agreeing that it's bad that you do this stuff. Like, yeah, well, it'd be better if they weren't so hysterical about it. I think was the yeah, main, yeah, yeah. But like, away, but then, you know, uh, well, yeah. I there are some people that theorize the fathers were so dissociated and repressed that they literally didn't even realize quite what they were doing. They thought it was like daddy daughter time, you know. Like, I don't know. It's hard to figure it out. I can identify with the Where shock. Where does that slot in with uh, like your your anecdote you gave a couple months ago about the uh, Japanese, the anime movie where definitely, the dude. I was just thinking about the, that. Okay. Well, and also get a little weirder, dude. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about the Caroline. I think her name's Caroline. Caroline Biden. The like diary that got leaked, but it is public. It's in public now. Do you know about this? Yeah, but I don't remember what's in it. So I read it. I mean, or I like I saw a post about it. Um, it's definitely Is it like a whole diary. You read a whole I didn't read the whole diary, okay. no. Uh, but I saw a Reddit post that had like a photograph of what they were talking about and I saw it. I mean, I'm a very I don't fast remember reader. what the big revelation was. Well, so if you read it, it's not the sensational like I'm not saying Ben Shapiro said this, but you know, like the 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 right wing kind of like if you wanted to attack joe biden with it the the, mm -hmm. the furthest they, that i saw was you know in her diary she says she got molested by her father joe biden uh and which she doesn't uh that's pretty sick yeah hey, what's up <laughs> tell the feds dude i said she wasn't molested <laughs> uh no, I sh in case the listener wasn't privy to that i shifted in my seat here and hit my uh panic button on my keys so the i've car long suspected off. that you're my cia handler <laughs> so <laughs> this doesn't mean? help i'm serious you know we'll get into it what because i set off my car alarm it means right I'm the when CIA? i'm talking about the caroline biden i'm just re ready for the men in black to come in okay well dude, if I, they don't i would like an apology okay well dude that's a compliment to me if you were my CIA, I think you would be such a good CIA handler. I don't like the CIA. I think they're, oh, I don't like being associated with people like that. Interesting. Patriots? I don't think they're, not to my, not to any idea of America that I ascribe Come on, to. Some of them have anxiety. <laughs> An imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I am aware of that. 
I can relate. Okay. Here's I, the thing, though, dude. They were probably lying in that ad. Could have been. But that probably caused them anxiety. What you're really dealing with, with all the CIA stuff, again, it is the enigmatic message just from like the government father figure. Everyone's just mad because the government was like, yeah, it's all good, dude. We're good. Everything's good. And then it turned out, everyone was like, I, I'm 99% sure that's right. And then it's like, JFK gets killed. And then RFK gets killed. And then, you know, the 70s happened. There's and a TikTok. Now everyone's that, mad. That I, I posted. Okay, you're, you're posting TikToks now. No, well, just like uh, I saw it and I thought it was good that you can say, like you can disable the ability to save them, but you, if they haven't disabled that, you can save them. I've saved about 100 Instagram like stretch routine videos and I've never watched one in my life. Um, and so I just saved like the video file from the TikTok and then I posted that video file on Twitter. Oh, okay. Because I have a larger audience there. Yeah, man. What do you, and I wanted them to see this thing of okay. video killed the radio star, but every time it said video, it would have a picture of the CIA. And then whenever it said radio star, it would show JFK. So do you, yeah, okay. All right, that's cool. I mean, in retrospect, not good to describe. I retract. I just follow too much of, uh, you know, paranoia Twitter that i'm now i'm like kind of like i i am kind of the cia is very interesting there's a lot of like interesting stuff that happened there but the overall just constant attributing everything to the cia exhausting enough already dude i wish it were the cia i or peter thiel i still want that money dude i would be a good peter thiel money candidate i think not for my music though they can never have it good anyway back to i feel like we're getting real close now i know dude well oh yeah the vibe continuity dude so i'm saying all right you so you've already understood the the unnamed terror you know what i mean like where languages failed you and you as the recipient of a unilateral communication at least at, at the beginning from you know an authority figure or society uh, you have to like deal like what's going on here and it makes you anxious and nervous or whatever. So if you're a white public school authority figure in Houston, you know, in the 1970s, 80s and 90s, that's as schools are getting desegregated and you know, you're, you came up in the 50s or they both did, you know what I mean? And your job is to keep order and you know you're just not going to view the ingress of black culture into that space as like adding to order you know which is like kind of your fundamental orientation i'm trying very hard to be like not make this like they were born evil racists i'm not judging either way yeah about, i mean well i i am uh you know the well, it's, no, what it's I'm possible is, to say that uh I, I see the light of God in everyone, and I think that all of these creatures are beautiful and capable, you know, and, and worthy Yeah, I just want love. to say that before we get to the next part. And not choosing that to do that is faultable, in my opinion. I fully agree. That's okay. that's the full Pops conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to, before we get to that part, be like, I understand kind of like the larger context of what's being brought up in his heart right now. He's, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of scary for him 
because he it, faced the difficult strength of schedule. It was, it was a considerable task in front of him. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. So many men less than him or greater than him failed. Exactly. So here's the vibe continuity that I'm talking about. So when we first, when I first got there, you know, we would do art therapy with Miss Anne a lot. Mm -hmm. And there was this kid from Miami, actually the kid I was telling you about earlier. Uh, and he was really good at graffiti. And like, he could do like the cool drawings of like the way it would look like on a, a full wall, you yeah. know, of like whatever of the tag is. And he could also like, just his handwriting looked like, you know, tag writing. I, I spent a lot of time with Excel trying to like get that down. I, I did it at rehab. I got into it yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I'd theory, say I that it's wild since like both of them are so far from my life now. I, I think there was a point in Excel where I thought that whenever I got out, I would go buy some spray paint. Be a tiger. Yeah. Hell yeah. Did not at any wild point. Wild style. Um, but yeah, the, my two big activities junior year were basketball and fucking tagging. That's you, dog. Uh, I don't know. That's like, I think two of the four pillars of hip hop. I mean, that's yeah, or that the four is, that elements. Yeah. Are they pillars or elements? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like KRS one's always talking like, uh -huh. it's b-boying. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? I don't think basketball is one actually. Uh, anyway, go on. That was it. Oh, okay. Uh, so Doug once like this kid was like writing you know something for art with miss ann mm -hmm. and doug basically came in and was like stop what are you doing you, you like knock it off and the kid's like what 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 you know like even at excel there's like a little bit of like what like making the authority figures explain themselves never to jamie never to sally but like to a lower level one Mm -hmm. There's always a little bit of testing the waters and being like, no, 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 Jamie said we could, mm -hmm. or no, we're allowed to Especially talk about Doug. this Especially Doug was someone who was very removed from the discipline structure. Yeah. I think he was in one life skills my whole time there. Like, Yeah. I don't even know that I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And just like, you knew that, I mean, like many of the other staff members were like her sister's. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. Doug like was talking to I I don't got this I didn't get the sense that he and Nancy talked about us a lot outside of school. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think that he would go up and be like, you know, I feel like Alex is doing pretty he good these did days. Did not know my name the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I promise you. Because a kid named Andrew left right when I got there. He called me Andrew. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. Um, uh so anyway but so he was trying to tell us like you have to stop with the tag the tag like you're mm -hmm. what he's trying to say is your writing looks too much like like tagging mm -hmm. and what he should have said was like that's graffiti dude that's destruction of property like we're not about that plus you think you're cool with your little friends or whatever but he didn't like he didn't even know what the word graffiti was i don't think like i mean so, i would think that that's possible that like, he didn't know because he called it he was like i know what that is i know well it looks a lot and he's like doug it's just my right and it's i'm just writing and he just goes well it looks to me like gang writing you know <laughs> and that was it dude it's gang writing yeah you know like basically you know black troublemakers write on the walls that way yeah uh but it was like this it was a low doug was a more confident guy, I would say, than Pops in terms of like verbal repartee. Uh, in his own disagree. way, I don't know that I've met too many people more confident. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the dude is a, a 
the king, dude. <laughs> he was, uh, he knew who he was. Yeah, for sure. Uh, whereas Pops was like, when the, you know, our friend at the airport, like, uh, who was over 18, uh -huh. you know, was just like, I'm not going back to school. God. Like, you shouldn't have brought me here. Like, he was, you know, for the listener. I would love to get him on here to talk about that. I, I think it will happen. I hope so. I think I've mentioned I'm ready to bury the hatchet that's been in my back. I've taken it out, and God, now I'm stop. ready to bury Don't it. Don't say shit like that. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, like, Pops, like, went and got a cop, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. like, was stuttering and like <laughs> tell him go back he came here under false pretenses you know what i mean <laughs> he like, was he was not being true to yeah me. but basically he's like come on you're a cop i'm like basically a cop like help me out <laughs> yeah. like, i'm telling you he's not on our side he's not listening to us it's it's a hundred percent yeah that you just see the cops and it's just like a shining angel of like a person who solves my problems you know exactly the elderly ones <laughs> yeah 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 exactly especially when it comes to a young whippersnapper who's not listening yeah which i you know i don't know uh i i can't argue with his experience like yeah that's that's obviously what did get coded into him and it was based on something i uh, but yeah I, but he wasn't thinking any of this through like it was like all very unconscious and like reactive you know what i mean yeah like, yeah 100 percent. but i but i'm saying the, for him, for his unconscious reactive response to that, I mean, I guess I, I just don't know enough about his life. I know the, I know the rough outlines of his yeah, life. Yeah. I know that he's, you know, a rural guy living I in the so and everything. How did he raise Jamie, dude? Like, what happened there? Was it something external to the home? Was it like uh, just her biology, just the the random chance of the way it combined with the environment? None of the sisters, none of them had perfect lives, but none of them were Jamie. What the I, fuck happened there? Yeah. I, I, anyway, sorry to. I, I think that that's like, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like. Doesn't the, strike me as a mystery at all. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. You know, we knew both of our parents. I don't think that they're close to perfect. <laughs> yeah and like okay. you know like uh i don't i don't have to tell you any of it. i know i know that you know it like the you know golden child versus black sheep kind of stuff like, you know what's funny the fact that they had other kids that were raised correctly means absolutely nothing it yeah means no that you're so was... right dude dude i'm not to cut you off go ahead no no no. that was it well i was just gonna say like dude this is i don't like... want to stop you whatever you're saying i'm so right yeah <laughs> that's funny uh as you were saying that, because their golden child is obviously Christy, who went to college, you know, yeah. to, you know, just as a refresher for the listener, then not you. But like her She's in her college's Hall of Fame. <clears throat> she was the woman of the year. <laughs> She's the woman uh, of the year. Of, of something. Like, right? Wasn't she? She was some somebody was like, You're the woman of the year. <laughs> Dude, getting an organization to tell you that you're a man or woman of the year is one of the. I want to do it so bad. Uh, no one's ever called me man of the year. Whenever, whenever I was at the ticket, uh, my coworker Donovan was his church's man of the year. Yeah, exactly, dude. Just once in my life, like I want to be man of the church. year. That's got to be, be the, the best. man of the year. I'm fucking, watch who you're God. fucking talking to, bitch. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, I'm parking here. Oh, I don't care. God. I can't the imagine has the already started. There aren't There's any more no first There's no award timers. I want to win more than man of the year. <laughs> For real, dude. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. I have relatives who have gotten various man of the years, and it did go to their heads. Big, how could it not? <laughs> like, 
That next year would suck. For real, for their kids? Just, well, no, just like the, when it's yanked away. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm not the back-to-back winner. But if you know that you can't get it consecutively, then you're kind of like it's your green jacket. You know I, mean, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I still, it wouldn't sit right with me. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't like it. Going back to just a regular old man. I think my one relative did get non-consecutive. Like they just made him hungrier. <laughs> <laughs> Big ups. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, what the, how do we get talking about man of the year, dude? Uh, Christy was woman of the year. Oh yeah. She, she was, she was woman of the year. Yeah. yeah. So when I was like, I was laughing when you said like that her parents, Jamie's parents were fucked up immediately my head christy just popped in and with her finger wagging chin jutting out yell the self-righteous one mm-hmm. of being like they might not have been perfect but they fucking tried and they loved you and they welcomed you it just you know that exact like staccato kind of like yeah. the go- that's the golden child defending the family unit and that is like that's the emotional exuberance if i were to yell at you that way and you were, were reminded of Christy, like emotionally, you felt you were back at Excel. Mm-hmm. That's vibe continuity. Okay. You know what I mean? You said it a lot of times and I didn't really want to stop you, but I haven't really understood it until you now. Know, but now I you feel, feel like I do. like Christy, if I'm yeah, yelling yeah, yeah. at you, but you were like, yo, Christy just yelled at me. Mm-hmm. Like it, and I felt like 17 year old TC, like getting yelled at. That's be, and like the reason that is often so strong and maybe the reason I didn't do that because it did pop in my head, but I was able to be like, Hey, Christy, like, good to see you. You know what I mean? Like, because, uh, like I've thought about it, but I got an enigmatic message from the enthusiasm of yelling that Christy would do in those circumstances because sure i understood the 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 spoken premises of that but to really be like why is she yelling so much more right now uh what's going on there you really do have to be like oh she's the golden child like it's it, she's really this is her full like uh perch of safety right now is like she she's the best that this family has to offer and you're saying they don't have anything to offer so she's going to say their methods work. They have to work if my life is going to be meaningful. I didn't know any of that then. I was just like, these people really get worked up sometimes and I don't know when. So I'm always fucking a little bit scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is, that's what it means to be on the other side of the enigmatic message. You have to go inside yourself and sort of figure out their shit for them. It like, is so, cause like there's, you know, I mean, obviously you know the perspective about these experiences that we display now uh came you know after we left for the most part yeah uh and but i i remember like it was my senior year when i started to like i started telling other people like whenever i was like either trying to make sense of with my friends or like make things easier for shadows Mm -hmm. just kind of like trying to you know just ease the experience forever and i was like you know you need to stop thinking about this stuff like there's a consistent set of rules and yep. just more like there's a That's bunch of how, tools bro i felt that way when trump took office yeah and all the media nerds like the app you know the kids who like went to columbia and stuff mm-hmm. were just like he doesn't wake up at eight you know like his meetings aren't scheduled there and i was just like dude jamie's president all right like <laughs> just deal stop there's, yeah, we're gonna have more problems. But like, there's like, you know, just kids would be like, uh, "Hey, you're doing this, and this guy got in trouble for that, 
like, you know, three months ago. We all remember that. So you can't do it. And it's not like I would say it as like a dismissive, you know, like, well, actually I am going to do it. Um, but just like would try to like encourage everyone to like see past that. Like Jamie doesn't remember that. Whatever yeah. she said that that guy couldn't do it. Yeah. And even if she did remember it, she doesn't care. Yeah. It's like all of this, every like anything that she says as a rule is just a tool and she's going to use it selectively. Like, you know, it's it's if there's just at any given time, there's kids that they want to fuck with and they're going to fuck with them in the way that they want to fuck with them. Yeah. And like, you know, so like just because but the kid they wanted are, to fuck those with. Those are enigmatic messages, dude. You had to yeah. like sit during your shift or like in the corner or whatever and kind of figure that out. And I bet you figured it out as a way of moving through life at the school long before you could articulate it the way you just did probably you yeah know? but i i do recall being there and being able to like somewhat articulate like it was definitely you know i've did, did the episode before about all the times that i got jumpsuited you know in the, my last like a uh, semester there mm -hmm. and like you know i it was i it was a painful period i didn't like it it was, made me very you know i had a lot of emotions but like I remained more zen about it than I would have been if I didn't have that knowledge. Like I was very yeah, tapped yeah, into sure. like yeah, yeah. what they're trying to do is test me and I'm going to pass this test. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's like when you catch a jumpsuit like that, it's like, uh, you know, you're like a hardened criminal. You're like, I wondered what it was going to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Knew this was coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway, so the, the reason I bring all that up is to say that same vibe, dude, was when Pop saw N1. And I knew it. I saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> We're finally here, but I'd like to pause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on, man. I'm going to Um. Yeah, no, I just, uh, God, what were we just talking about? Because there was something about, oh, I don't remember Pops being a bus driver. I remember him being a truck driver. And I think that's right. Yeah, I, so I think that there was a certain amount of time where he was. And maybe I'm completely wrong about bus driving. Like, I could be wrong. Maybe he was a high school football, just the referee, and I'm equating that with. I mean, truck if, driver plus. If referee. you have a commercial license, I would think that you would probably. I mean, a bus driver that. is a tru a referee truck driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for sure. So yeah, yeah okay. it's quite conceivably did both. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but. Uh, you know, just like imagining, you know, like fucking Nana with three kids by herself, like after as, a long day at BK, dude. Yeah, I I could see her engaging in some dude something that I would call abuse now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 dude, dude. Have you not to get political? Like they all just treated people so nasty. Like of course. Yeah, you're right. Jamie had things that were making her broken for sure. No, you're right. You are right about that. And then once that started a little bit, I think it snowballed considerably with the people that she encountered. And she was out of the house, you know, pretty yeah. early. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And out of the house to people who were very violent and bad. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, that all makes sense. So, yeah, anyway, I'm just saying like... Uh, it's just a little free psychoanalysis if you're listening, Reisner family. For sure. Don't, you're uh, don't mention it. That's, that's on me. Yeah, dude. I mean, well, you're welcome for the opportunity to make amends to us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you guys still practice that, you know, I don't think we're on the list of, if you're worried about whether it will harm us or others, 
I yeah, don't think it will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. It won't I'm harm me. That's why I won't waited, be harmed. <laughs> you know, but you know, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, dude. I uh. I don't, yeah, for all the ex- former Excel students listening, if any of them have made events with you, let us know. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they've started the process yet. That but. would be so, imagine, dude. Hey, yeah, you know, um, you might not remember me. I ran out of school. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I'm you doing these 12 yeah. step things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'll just, I've, it's been long enough. Oh, <laughs> God damn <it>. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm saying like Pop was terrified of And One. He was like, And One was like the Matrix, you know, like coming into his world. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, it's disrespectful. It's not a good attitude. Like, first of all, it's anti-basketball. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, not good sportsmanship. Fucking <laughs> like, no chest passes. The showmanship, you know what I mean? The, the showboating, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? The, the hot dogging. <laughs> Uh, this is simply uh, not the way Bob Knight would have coached it. Yeah, exactly. Basically. So he was basically like, turn it off. And the guy, you know, dunk man, of course, yeah, Gangs of New York is no good, but sure. he, yeah, he yeah. loved it. And you know, he's boys with pop, obviously. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's willing to lose a finger for construction, you know, <laughs> get back at it. Pop could spell out those types. <laughs> exactly. Game recognized. <laughs> yes. uh, so... <laughs> He's like, no, Pop, it's cool. It's, it's, you know, and Pop's like, I don't think so. Like, he was just like, I don't think so. It's not cool to me. This is not good. This is. So just in the college dorm, he was like, turn it off? He's like, just turn it off. He wasn't like, give that to me. I'm taking it away. Because we watched it all the time. Turn that off. I think it was just like, he was like, I don't want to see that shit. You know what I mean? Like, but it was like very like, I'm making it sound much more calm than it was. It was very like, no. No, like that's what I'm saying. I, it was like enigmatic because I was like, why is he this, this up in arms? And then I was like, it's probably because it's like, you know, it's too hip hop for him, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like to put it shortly, it was just like too swaggy. Yeah. Like, and it was like that school, a lot of the purpose was to make us less swaggy, dude. Definitely. We were there for excessive swag. And so he was just like. John Stockton simply could not have survived in the end one tour absolutely he could no they would have loved him dude are you kidding me i mean the only person that would not have liked stockton you know who the professor dude uh he's on tiktok the professor yeah what's up dude what's he doing good what do you think and one stuff though absolutely damn dude he's out here in fucking space jam costumes just god damn on folks who would have thought dude you know i picked the wrong sport skateboarding's not a lifetime sport man you're right. Yeah. And one basketball. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to say, dude. When I that's how we got started talking about this. I I don't know how why I was bringing this up, but I mean, I got I I do, and we got to close that loop. So okay, well, whatever you want it. Let me oh, know. Oh well, all I was gonna say, like, the reason I brought it up in the first place was for whatever reason, I was saying when I left Excel, I liked basketball. Like, you know, I was. Yeah. I'm not saying I was ever good at basketball, but it was the best I ever was and like uh, that's why you played shirtless so often that's why i played shirtless so exactly and i was playing on the same court where i played shirtless that time because you had no friends because i had no friends yes i was playing alone once again on the outdoor courts and uh you know some locals came and Mm -hmm. you know at the college the courts are like the opposite of locals only you know what i mean it's like no locals that is how it's like technically supposed to be but you know me 
man of the people. So I was like, come on in, fellas, you know. So we're playing some pickup. And I swear to God, like I played the best game of my life. I was nice. so good, just could not miss, just put up like every point for my team. You know, I'm stealing. I'm just I'm I'm all over the place to the point I see them talking to each other about how good I am at basketball. What I've feeling. never been good at basketball before. Like it's like my friends are really good, like in college. Like they were really good at basketball, in my opinion. Uh I was never like considered good at basketball and these guys were like they weren't the best basketball players but they were playing pickup basketball you know uh and they were like how are they literally were like how are you this good at basketball and i was like i don't know man i've just been playing a lot like i i tried to like play it off uh but literally in my head and it didn't happen but this is like the weirdest thing that has ever popped in my head but i was like i hope they call me the professor <laughs> like, <laughs> i was just like if it's ever gonna happen I want that it's for gonna you. be right now dude yeah, you know yeah. i'm nasty today like somehow yeah i was like i'm totally being the professor you know and just they didn't uh you know because they were definitely like and one kind of guys i uh, uh when i was in when i was in arizona last week i had, i woke up from uh is i think it's the best dream i've ever had okay well, the first wet dream I ever had, I had sex with Monica Lewinsky. I might, that's one, <laughs> of those, one of the top two. Hold man. up. Hold up. What's up? I got it. To, I'm very interested in the I mean, I'm like middle school. Definitely before Excel. This is before Several Excel. Years. Yeah. Monica Lewinsky, 1998. This is post-impeachment, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you didn't see her. In I like mean, she a, would have been out of the news for a couple of years at this point. And you dreamed you were having sex with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not getting a blowjob or, you know, cigar shenanigans. Yeah, she was like, this sounds gross. We kept our bathroom nice, but it was <laughs> on the floor of like my bathroom when I was a kid, you know? That's the so dream. Like, on, like she's laying on the bathroom floor. Okay, okay. All right. That's what's up. Is she wearing the, the like the famous dress or... I don't know. Okay, interesting. I've given you all the details I recall. And that's your first wet dream. I mean, it was a dream from what? Dude, that's vibe content. Nearly 30 dude. years ago. Mass so. media, really, it has an amplifying effect that way. I guess so. I mean, it literally put this woman in your dreams like a <laughs> succubus. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. And I don't know that I would have been able to give you like a lot of details about what was going well, on. There, you're in the polymorphous perversity of infantile sexuality. That that's what is I'm where yeah, you that was, go. That was my point. <laughs> for real. That's <laughs> where the, you're at you in say? the terror, dude. That's what's underneath the enigmatic. That's literally, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah, the polymorphous. Perversity. <laughs> for sure, dude. In dream world? Um, but uh, the, uh, the most, the recent best dream okay. was... Uh, this was definitely, this is because Cincinnati played Alabama in the playoff. I think that day, I think I woke up and then it was semifinals. And the day before, Megan had been watching uh, Just Like That, the, uh, oh, the yeah. Sex in the City. I'm familiar. Well, uh, Bob Knight put out a golf tape. Like it was like how to play golf like Bob Knight. Okay. And there was a outtakes that's been on YouTube. I think it might even been like E-Bombs World. Like it's okay. it's old internet. Respect. And uh you know, Bob Knight's a guy with an anger problem. Right. And so uh it, it's just him fucking up golf shots and then just being furious. 
Uh, and he finally sinks one, and he says, just like that, motherfucker. And so I always think the thing's funny, the and just like that, being called that. Okay. So I photoshopped in Bob Knight's head onto Carrie's very Carrie's head. Yeah, it was good stuff. People yeah, loved it. That's good. Um, but that's why I was thinking about Indiana basketball. Okay. And so in the dream, I was uh, I was my age. Okay. Current like athletic ability and everything. You know, I was just me. Okay. But I was playing on the Indiana basketball team. Like University of Indiana? Yeah. Okay. We were playing Cincinnati. It okay. was not in the tournament. It was a home game at Assembly Hall. Okay. And uh <laughs> but it was it was late. It was like a top ten, top five matchup. All right. Like Prime we, time. Were, we were both yeah, we were both having quite a season, gonna kinda try and figure out the seating for March Madness going in here. Okay. Okay. And for some reason I'm playing pretty much the whole game okay and it's sure. definitely understood sure. that the team is not getting scoring from me because like i said i'm me like i don't okay like so, okay so you're not good at basketball in the stream like no, i get, I, but, I know you said no athletic or you know current. but i'm the best version of myself that was that was what was great about the dream okay i mean so it's not like distracting. You're the not truth LeBron. is that I, I mean, clearly I wasn't like at my actual like if I if I did play in a college basketball game, I would get fucking toasted constantly. Obviously, dude. But we, I was yeah. the best version of myself. It's like it's not like in the dream I was Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's what I'm in saying. In the dream, yeah, I was yeah, a guy yeah. who played tenacious defense, gave great effort. <laughs> that's how I yeah. Had a lot of spirit. For sure. And could kind of get a layup in if it was close <laughs> enough. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. And yeah. uh and yeah, we, we just it was uh you know it was a back and forth. You're a lunch pail guy, dude. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just I just I, I never gave up any easy points. <laughs> and there was there was a point in the third, or I guess it wasn't third quarter because basketball in college is just half. So coming right. out of the uh coming out of halftime, uh where it was just a, a quick little run where I think they first. I just kind of got lost. The the defense lost track of me. I was okay. able to cut to the rim, catch the ball. You know, just catch and put Beautiful. it up on off Beautiful. the glass. Beautiful. Uh, and then I think maybe the other two were both fast break. Okay. No, I think the second. I think the other one was another getting lost on defense, and then the final. But, but I scored six points in a row. Beautiful. And uh, when I when I put this in the six, this is the, this is the, I can I feel like I'm there. <laughs> when I put in the six, I was just hyping up the crowd. Hell yeah, dude! That's what's up, dude. Yes. <laughs> For the listener, TC's doing the. I don't even know what is that. Just you gotta take both. Just it's people the get palm, up. Palms are facing yeah. the ceiling. Just going up. Your up. classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just get the fuck up motion. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, man. And they were, dude. That felt better than having sex with Monica. It did. Okay. It did. All right. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. That's a, that's an interesting dream. I've never had a triumphant sports dream. I hadn't until this. I mean, that I don't have any really like good. fucking thing. I don't have anything to compare it to. There are no triumphant sports moments in my life. <laughs> yeah fair i had a dream when i was a kid uh i woke this is so wild my friend that I, my first friend that i made rap music with in, the, in my head the the meaning of this dream was this in the the three balls band or whatever no this is before that okay, okay. Uh, this is like in middle school actually this again 
I relate everything to whatever it is I'm into at the time, obviously. But, um, you know, like, uh, having to think about your dreams and like put all this backwards meaning on that. It always is just going back to like, you know, that like, what is going on? Who am I? How do you make meaning in the world? Like mystery that we're all either, you know, blessed with or cursed with, depending on how you look at it. Um, but this was like a very early one for me where again, it's like, I always kind of knew what the dream meant, but I've only had words for it. Like in the last, you know, few years, but like, uh, I, I had a dream like, uh, where I was the basketball, like I, I was being dribbled on the court Wow! and I got shot into the basket and turned into myself, like into the the basket so i was sitting in the basket like basically my ass is in the in through the, yeah, yeah. the hoop and i'm just like you know like a, a low chair kind of mm -hmm. and uh i woke my whole family up by screaming my friend's name and i was like uh you know get me out of here you know like i was just like you know tc get me out of here get me out of here yeah and it was the day of the dream like the before the dream we had made like I would go to his house and we would make rap songs like mm -hmm. on like some old, you know, like recorder, you know, where you would like loop the beat over for like at the end of a song mm -hmm. for like 30 seconds and record that and then record raps over it. And so the, the meaning that I put on it now, cause I thought about it all my life uh, mm -hmm. is like, they talk about like the, the origins of narcissistic personality disorder many people theorize is like uh this guy steven johnson calls it like the used child syndrome where you're like kind of like paraded around for other people's needs and you know desires and things like that uh and you know for a lot of reasons that can develop into a pathology later in life um and i think you know again most people think our society basically we're all on that spectrum at this point just because of the way it's gone down. So I think it's worth thinking about. But, you know, then I'm like, I think making music with my homies is like the the way out of that that prison of self of being like netted in that the the hoop uh of like, you know, as the the plaything that other people have made you, you know. I anyway, it's kind of an interesting thing that I think about a lot. Yeah. But that dude, that does bring me to fucking this rehab, man. Because, I mean, if you want to. We're not there yet, Alex. Okay, you're right. My fault. I'm Sorry. so eager to get to the point. But as always, you bring me back. Well, you said <laughs> it's just like Pops at the end one thing. We've been trying to explain what you meant by Pops at the end one thing. But okay. the thing, the first time you said it's just like Pops at the end one thing, it was us talking about how they were generally afraid of black culture. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they were generally afraid of black culture. Like the, the that instance, was all that from that. Just the from instance that? that we were talking about was uh, the teach me Jamie guy <laughs> shooting the finger guns. <laughs> and the story damn, I was trying to tell was you from that? was uh, that you were <laughs> he was interested in where exactly the line was, and you were willing to entertain him yeah i love uh, that kid dude he's so fun to yeah. talk to yeah. uh but so he's like you know basically like okay so i can't do full guns <laughs> oh i gotta remember this now what yeah. if it's just like one what yeah, if it's yeah. just one finger 
<laughs> yeah, like you gotta tuck the thumb, you know. Like yeah, yeah. And you guys were just going back, you were just negotiating about yeah, what's he's acceptable. So funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. he's funny. He's he's like, the way can I do the boom, boom. Like, no boom. What if I do? Yeah, I can't do his voice anymore. It's been so long. Like, oh, I like it was such a unique like. Alex, what if I like? I can't do it, dude. I'm not How great it would well. it be if we learned he lived in Dallas? I don't know, dude. Bring I, him, third Mike. He, I mean. I would he was there for like three months. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't there for that long. That's the, true. The, the star burned bright. Yeah, definitely, dude. He was so funny. Yes. Uh, well, Sally did like, it's. this is another one where I was like, why is she so worked up about this? But she took it personally, I think, when they took him home. Uh, so, and he was like, <laughs> so funny because he was not, he was smart. But he wasn't like a student, you know, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say, but he like did not a guy that really liked school, but like he, he knew you were supposed to do well on the SATs and like, you know, we had like vocab words we were supposed to learn. Uh-huh. So I, right. We were talking about the word glib, right? That's how we yeah. got Yeah. Yeah. So he, I always think of him when I hear the word, because I guess like we learned it as a vocab word or something. And I remember like the next morning he was like. Alex, I had a dream about the word glib. And he was just like, there are these two guys, like, you know, men in black, but they were both white, like visiting the campus. And I was giving them a, a tour. And everything I said, they were just like, stop being glib. Stop being glib. Stop being glib. You know what I mean? Pretty interesting. Like, where did that come from for that to enter that guy's head like that? And then it's like, same phraseology coming from cult member tom cruise you know to uh desk button lauer so uh, you know what i mean it's quite a circle of oh, like no. that little phrase bouncing around you yeah, know? yeah yeah it's i like, see it all every time i wanted to be like and this one's the douchebag in the sequence i remembered who the next person was in it <laughs> you know yeah it's like damn dude i watched the master this morning uh-huh it's one of those w movies where it's like you're watching it you're cruising and then it just reminds you, like, the credits come up, and it's, like, the Weinstein Company. And you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they used to make movies all the time. Like, <laughs> What do you want me to do? It's you wild, know? dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting there, my, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. This guy, or, like, any movie from the 90s that was critically acclaimed. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> like, Harvey Weinstein is in the credits. I wonder if they'll eventually take that down or if, like, the union rules or whatever, like you, you can't know the do it. To that, dude. I mean, that's my suspicion. But you can always make an exception. You know what I mean? How often you you work in that world? You tell me. How often does that happen? That's what I am telling you. I'm, I could see it. Like, because you this, can see it mm -hmm, because, like, okay. uh, <clears throat> it's like I can see the counter argument, obviously. But like, you think the studio is going to push back? Like, if the the people want it. You know what I, I mean? just don't think the union wants it. I could see the union being like, we're not going to start making exceptions like this. Like, a, like, you remember the Donald Sterling thing happened? I don't know. I'm not really here to like ride and die for the Atlanta Hawks owners, but whatever. You remember the Donald Sterling thing happened? Have we talked about yeah, this of before? Course. Yeah, yeah. That just like Mark Cuban at the time was like, listen, I know we all don't like what he said. But if you establish a precedent that there's things that a franchise can be taken away for, right? At least it's probably going to grow with time. Sure. And like a week later, it was longer than a week. It was within a year. The Hawks were taken for like 
fucked up shit. Like I said, I don't want to defend, but I don't. I even the people who hate what the Hawks owners did, I think that they would be the first ones to say that what Donald Sterling did was worse. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 That and makes so, sense. You know. I, See, if I'm unions displaying this attitude. I think that there's a point. I mean, I don't know. It's all, yeah. No, I don't care. It's all what a the hypothetical act. producers guild wants to do with Harvey Weinstein, dude. Yeah. No, I guess <laughs> put I his jersey either. in the rafters. <laughs> I mean, the guy put up numbers. <laughs> I, I don't really care. Whatever the, your twisted culture wants to celebrate. Uh, anyway, the master. What a film, though. You yeah. Know? So Harvey's legacy isn't all bad. It, okay. I, I think I'd say it's bad. <laughs> oh, that's the other loop I have to close. I got a listener comment. It is wild to me. Like, I think it almost gets like lost in the shuffle as with both uh, Weinstein and Epstein that there's like so much going on that it's like, but they knew each other and like. They were boys. I, I mean, yeah, I don't I, know that they were boys, but. Well, I think there was someone who like alleged not that they were like to get not that like both of them at the same time were like uh abusing a lady but like the the lady that weinstein was abusing a lady when epstein was around and like, like raping her in the same room not in the same room but like maybe in the same build like like he was at like his house or something. I, I don't remember the details and i knew them as of like a week ago so i'm mad at myself right now but i gotta start staying away from epstein stuff a little bit that's the loop i have to close i got a listener comment saying i i maybe i i appear to be veering towards epstein ap apologetics which i is not my intention i'm anti-epstein that's a good that's I, I think it's bad what he did and i you know also i mean it is important see this is a big thing i'd like to rant about in general and i'll try not to go too long on this but just i do i it's on my heart i have to make this point yeah make it uh i think that the real danger is whenever people are denying that what is in their nature like if, I agree. If you don't realize that there's a little bit of Jeffrey Epstein in you, or any, you know, like of any fucking like, Dude, virulent, if you don't know that like there are racist parts of you, porn then, like, is just socialism, Jeffrey Epstein, dude. That's right. It feels like uh, everybody gets to be a little Epstein when they log on. That's what it is. But I just I, that's I why know. everybody I, wants to focus on the fourteen year olds that he like raped or whatever, because that's where you can be like, I don't do that. Yeah. Versus like the thousands of 18 to 22 year olds that people are really mad about they're mad about the 14 year olds too but like there's no outcry over a guy who rapes like one 14 year old you know what i mean i mean at most you get roman polanski people are That's like a considerable amount of outcry i would say it's proof there is outcry i mean the guy's getting standing ovations at the oscars he's playing a cop in rush hour three <laughs> he really? he's the chief of police in france rush hour i i'm not sure i knew there was a rush hour three. Oh yeah it's a trilogy come on when did it come out i, I want to say well, uh, 2007 no 2007 <laughs> i would say what yeah 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 dude ratner is i i can't get my head around it because there's this one article in vanity fair of this girl who's clearly like a psychopathic like autist but very hot and she's just like being too directly like 
she's not Elizabeth Holmes, but she's kind of like what you would think Elizabeth Holmes was before she did the like damsel in distress defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she just like sociopathically hooked up with like presidents of movie studios and was just like, then just would text them and be like, she had like a year long relationship with like the head of Sony pictures or something. Okay. And she was just like, I'm sorry. I understood that the way this worked was I have sex with you and you get me auditions, you know, like in text messages and shit. And Ratner's mixed up in it. Like he knows her, he knows the, the studio head, she's texting him and shit. But throughout the article, he's the only one, he never has sex with her and he's clean in the texts. Like his texts are smart. Like they're never incriminating and they're never selling out his dogs. I'd say it's obvious he's the worst one then. Well, that's why. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, is is Ratner clean? But then it's like he puts Roman Polanski in Rush Hour Three, dude. Like, I mean, I just, I, who I don't was, know. Uh, who was the guy that was uh, jerking it with the shrimp cocktail? Well, so after that article came out, Ratner d- did the jerking with the okay, shrimp. Okay, okay, so, okay. Like, I was gonna say, I like, think the question got answered. Like, <laughs> but this was a, a, a thought process I went through. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I think that is him. Also, he was so nice to Johnny Drama eventually yeah. in that Entourage episode. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I'm saying, like, uh, I think one of the deals with Epstein that kind of I just think is under-discussed is the jealousy, dude. Like, there is a part of most guys, I think. Dude, I was talking to a guy the other day, and, you know, I was having an – I call him the old head conference, dude, anytime – two guys over 35 are having a discussion, Mm -hmm. you know, just about life. And uh, we were talking about the inner Mongol, you know, like everybody just has like a part of them that has like, you know, the warrior drive, you know, and and there's also like a drive to try to have sex with a lot of women. And we all curtail it, either we have it curtailed by reality or, you know, we curtail it ourselves either way, like to have a society Uh, and Epstein didn't. And that like ultimately is why the like the guys like that get arrested is because we've all agreed that we have a society where like one guy just can't fuck that much. Like it's just too destabilizing. Like even if Epstein never forced quote unquote anyone and never touched an underage girl, I submit to you, he would still be in prison for something. I bet there are guys that have fucked that much that aren't in jail. There are thousands of them undoubtedly like most of them don't get caught the ability to fuck that much typically comes with considerable power in society yeah like they're they're not dumb also you have to be wildly salacious to get people's attention with this like no one's mad at bill clinton he's documented to you know be in this crowd uh some people are mad at bill clinton i mean i guess but like not really he's not in jail there's that billionaire you know that we talked about that was in the New York Post that has the spreadsheet of the thousands of women. That was supposed to be like the media's big hook to get that guy, you know, to be like the next ex Epstein. Because what kind of psycho actually has a document? You don't have to just speculate. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. It was on this podcast. Not that that should mean anything to you. But uh, there's a billionaire in Montana who's like from Canada. Yeah. Anyway, my point is like, I think with some of the Epstein- Saying billionaire who had the spreadsheet, that wasn't enough for me. Well, it's like of the 10,000 women that he's allegedly had sex with somehow or whatever. Um, But that's my point. It's like, it's when the guys get, that starts racking the numbers too high. Like whatever it is- I knew a guy who kept count 
A lot of guys keep going. And whenever he made it to fifty, and then he stopped. There was like a, a countdown. He like he, he with his roommate they would just kind of be updating. Like, How do you feel about that? Don't know. It's reprehensible. I hate it. Yeah. Do you? Would you do that? Well, not now. You're married. Yeah, I didn't get too close. No, I know, but I'm saying the you. I don't know. Like I, I haven't had sex with fifty people. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a hard number to keep track of. I, I, I struggle to imagine what sort of dementia I would have needed for it to become foggy. Oh, on your the number on your on your yeah. body count. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I just feel like uh, I don't know. It's hard. Like maybe there's some sour grapes. Like uh, obviously some prime fucking years were you know cut down because of Excel. And then I don't know about you, but at least for me, post Excel, I had some adjusting to do. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, no, we, yeah. No, so we've been like, frank about that in conversation. I have no doubt the number would be higher if not for Excel. I'm. Yeah, I'm. But it's not sure. like the only point in life is the. No, wait, wait, number. wait. My number would have been lower because I would have been dead or in jail. Ooh, great point. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I don't agree. Definitely. Um, man. Oh, yeah. But just like I, I guess I probably made most of the point. I'm just going to repeat some stuff. But what? Let's see what comes of it. Um, <laughs> you know, I just it, it. I've I've recently become very concerned by. Yeah, it does feel like there's a lot of uh, purity tests out there and a lot like every time there's a new allegation of racism against the public figure and like the ones that are kind of like a little more ticky tacky, you know, like what? Um, like that they're not uh, Donald Sterling. I, I don't know. I I can't recall a specific example like on the spot and I wouldn't really want to enumerate on because I don't okay. really want the point to be me adjudicating what racism is acceptable. You know what I mean? This is like my most autistic subject. I, this is my least confident in terms of my ability to speak about it at all. Yeah, no, I also uh, don't. I mean, that's why I'm ducking the question. You know, I, I don't like, I, I don't, I'm not confident about my own opinions on, so, you know, like where the line is on some of this stuff. But I am confident that fucking it's like obviously a human drive. And it's like one that we all ought to like, you know, fucking what be is? face up. Like to be racist. See there, like, I've heard people say that. I get what you're saying. You just understand it. Like evolution would obviously select for that. Like, Of course, I understand what you're saying. But there's a time when like the people who look different than you were trying to kill you. No, I get that, but I, you know, I know that we can't replicate any. And I don't even anymore. mean like a. I, I don't think that it was common back in like the time that we were evolving, uh, for like full on different races to be like in the same, uh, you know, plane at the same time. So I, I don't mean like whenever I say people who look different, I didn't mean like strictly color of skin. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like micro racism. You know, like. There is a certain amount of like if someone looks like you, like that they have right. the same hair color and facial features. I bet though we do. And then if every they don't, group does more violence to themselves than another group, though I would I would suspect. Yes, yeah, I would suspect thing. the in group violence. Oh, I'm saying, but ev so evolution is obviously selected for the ability to do considerable violence to all humans. Yeah, but including like the ones that look just like you. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the ability to do violence to an outgroup is not evidence of an innate tendency towards racism if it also exists with the in-group. 
I think it's different varieties of violence. I don't well, I, yeah, sure. But it's like saying like, you know, we we obviously evolved to fuck the out group only because we fuck the out group. Well, if you like also if, fuck the in group, you just evolved to fuck. Well, the like if you steal a guy in the in group's wife, he's going <coughs> to kill you. And if We you, evolved to steal the out group's wives. But like the fucking uh, out group guy, like what I'm, the danger I'm describing is he's not going to ask if you did anything. He's just going to kill you. Like the in group would have to have a reason for the violence, whereas the out yeah. group, the, the mere fact that you're in the out group is the reason. Yeah, that's true. There are now I'm getting like issues a little bit confused because we there is like evidence that that when groups would mix, it was purposely like the 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 females would end up being the ones that go into a new group. That's why like mitochondrial DNA is like a different source of information. I think, mm -hmm. uh, but. I, I hear what you're saying, but all I wanted to say is I have read studies. I know, you know, none of them are reliable, but I always ask myself, does it pass the vibe check? And this one does. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, little kid. To me, it's always like, can little kids be racist? Yeah, obviously. It makes sense how they could be, of course. I think that's a real pet peeve of mine whenever people are like, racism is taught because children don't do it. Like, children also aren't horny as hell. Your fucking attitudes and See, that's impulses change as you grow. Well, again, the polymorphous perversity of infantile sexuality says the opposite with respect to, like, you know, uh, people since Freud I don't see have, a lot of fucking, like, two-year-olds walking around air humping, dude. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, it's pretty well documented I, that kids even, like, in the womb, like, get erections and stuff. Like, I mean, physiologically, the process doesn't just start at puberty. And, yeah, no, I remember getting directions as a kid. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. when did you start pressing? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and here's the thing. I mean, we don't have sons or whatever, but like you catch your son like pressing his boner somewhere and you're like, yo, knock it off, right? Just, hey, you're at grandma's, dude. Put it away. You do that, the kid puts it away. That's an enigmatic message because he didn't get anything close to exact everything that was going on with you. When you're like, put your fucking dick, put your erect penis away, sure. you little fucking savage. You know what I mean? But when he's doing that, if you haven't worked through your own shit and you're like scared of your own mom, you know, you're at grandma's house, it's like you're thrown back there. You've just sent a wilder message to your kid than just a regular parent being like, put your dick away. Yeah, that yeah. kid then is inheriting your shame because that came from you never worked that when you were three years old, you had your dick out. And somebody was like, you little cretin, I'll cut it off or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so that gets like, that's literal emotional time travel, you know, until somebody works it out in a way that like doesn't pass it back on. It's interesting. I'm trying, about, man. But like, I, yeah, you dude, know, I don't know. Well, you're going to pass something on. So the main thing to me is like, avoid what you can. When you catch yourself like in those moments, you're like, I've got to figure out whatever the fuck that was. I really think that true detective line of like, when when it grabs you, you know. I do know when it grabs me, like most of the time. Sometimes after the fact. But I'm like, yeah, that was one. Ah, shit, I got to figure that out. Like, what in my past is that reminding me of that made me feel like I was four years old, you know, just now? That was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's number one. But then also teaching them like a meta approach of like, you're gonna have confusing feelings. Here is a way to work through that. Like when that happens, I can't tell you what it'll be, but I can give you like a, a meta kind of like life approach 
of, you know, you look at the feelings, you look at what was going on, what you were thinking, you know, you look at your values, you line them up. Usually you can see, you know, is there a disconnect or like an extension that you're uncomfortable with? And then you sit with that. And then the next time, you know, you'll be better prepared. You'll recognize it so it won't be scary. And, you know, it'll at least be different. I feel like that's the basic approach. Like it, it, the good news is it is doable if you think about it, like more of the time. Mm. Not all of the time, but more than if you didn't think about it ever. Yeah, I just feel like a lot, like most of the time I'm noticing it, it's after I've already, like, you know, it's like I, I've i done something, I've said something to my daughter, I like look back on it, I'm like, I don't feel good about that. But like, I mean, it's better that I than just continuing to do it. But at that point, some damage is done. Like I would prefer yeah. a situation where most of the time I was preventing it, it was before it occurred. And that's definitely not where we live today. Yeah, but I would I would say I agree with you. But I would add to that, that, and I don't think this is what you were doing, but if you took that and said, I don't feel good that I'm not catching it right away. I don't feel good that I'm not living up to my ideal of how, who I picture myself being as a parent. And I'm ashamed of that. And as a result, if my daughter asks me, why did you do that? Or why did you do that? I get all weird. And I'm like, just cause, and I'm, I, don't give her a good explanation or I refuse to talk to her, her about it, I will then, you know, you'll be compounding it and then she'll learn that it's shameful to feel a way or to ask, you know what I mean? Like, so you you can't, you. It, I guess it's bad news that you can't get it always in the moment, but you know, that is why that secondary component becomes helpful. And then you will find yourself like catching some of them at least faster at least for me like i this is another thing i was talking about the other day like i'll still yell at my wife sometimes but like more often i don't even finish the yell before i'm like oh i'm sorry you know like i'm just saying i'm not trying to brag i still do yell but i'm just saying i've noticed that that happens more and i think it's because uh dude I heard this, I think this is like a very trite explanation, but I heard it for the first time recently. Like it's basically the difference between like being in the waterfall and like standing behind it and looking at it. You know what I mean? Like being in the anger versus noticing the anger. It, it just changes it, you know what I mean? And you can't help it. So then if you're jumping back in the waterfall, you kind of can't unknow that you've made a decision to jump back in the waterfall and then you feel stupid as fuck you know so you you probably won't do it so then noticing has actually changed your behavior for the better yeah so it's pretty tight but yeah just to, to try to make this point um like i i think we can agree that uh several people have been fired or you know lost off or whatever had their lives affected by allegations of racism or sexual harassment in the last several were years. you thinking about racism this whole time well i'm trying to make i've been trying to make this point for like 20 fucking minutes i apologize it's okay well, I mean, just Go on. just let me make it. That Please you don't do. don't apologize. Just Please let me do. fucking. Um, so you know, we 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 agree that that's happened, uh, and, and we can Wait, agree. Why did I just agree to? That several people have been fired for racism or sexual harassment in the last several years. Okay. Do you dispute that? It doesn't seem important enough to figure out what you mean with the severals. 
I can, I can, we can go on. It seems if it becomes important, can I, you, you know, think of like all I did was I mean, you're, you're, at, I can't think of any, but like I'm sure. I was phrasing happened. the point in like a, a comically agreeable way, and you're still like, I don't know. If all I, I did was I, dude. You asked me why, and you know, I answered. I'm just saying, you know, you you said because, and you said racism or sexual harassment. Sure, yeah. I mean, those are very large categories. Yes. And uh, in some of those high-profile public examples. See, now, we, can you give me one? If they're high-profile For the public, same reason as before, no. Like, this is how I, I don't get through the point. Well, bro, okay. Go on. I can give you the explanation again for why I, I don't want to give specific examples. I don't know where you're going, so I don't know if high-profile versus... You, we may never know. Well, go ahead, man. Stop. Well, you keep telling the uh, me and anyone who's still listening that we are in agreement on these things. And then I'm, I'm asking to. you what we're in agreement on. No and one, you say it, and I'm just like, all right, for the sake of not interrupting you, go ahead. And then you're like, what are you not interrupting me for? And then I'm like, this thing. And you're like, all right, let's talk about it. And then I'm the one derailing. Well, I mean... You, Say the you sounds like you are interrupting. I'm not interrupting in, in your in your explanation. Some of things. the behavior that you described just keep going. To me like just, I'm I'm, a, I'm understanding um, the point you're making. And uh, I don't know. I, mean, I surely we could agree. Or like so, like e Donald Sterling was fired yeah, for racism. Yeah, that's yeah. one. Yeah, high profile pub. That I can agree. Have I think I'm assuming. I actually don't recall the details, but I'm. It makes sense to me that what he got fired. You should go find him. They're good. It make well. I remember the racist phone call, and I'm assuming he then got fired. And it makes sense to me. It is a recording that, of a in person conversation. I think was it on oh, the really? phone? No, you're right. I think she was on the phone. All right, I take it back. Either way, that it's the one conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, I mean, yeah, then yeah. he went on Anderson Cooper. We <laughs> did. That's okay. an all time document. Okay, so yeah, that's a high-profile uh, firing, but uh, to be honest, the reason why I thought they might be different was when you were like several over several years. I was like, I mean, yeah, there's thousands, I'm sure, but that's different from high-profile public. Yeah, you know? just incidents we can remember that so we read I can, about. I can agree to your first statement for reasons that are diametrically opposed to any reasons I could agree you know, to your second one. But, uh, and I, I, I don't know, I just, I think like... I'm sure that everyone in their head can think of an example that they thought was uh, somewhat borderline, you know, or like, uh, like, yeah, you know, obviously I think racial justice is good, but that one did seem a little bit far, a little ticky tacky. Yeah. You talking about Jesse? <laughs> no, no, I'm fine <laughs> with Jesse. Okay. Being, okay. Being kicked off Empire. What was the. That's who comes has to my he, mind. Has he been sentenced? I don't know okay whatever it is it's too long <laughs> um and uh you know it's just like i it it seems to me like a lot of like the, we get outrage over these you know they're not even things that people in fire but like i don't know i i thought that people uh attacking dave Chappelle had some some good points and at other times i felt like uh their uh, you know the points were reaching farther than i was comfortable with you know okay, what I mean? sure um and 
it's just like I, I, I don't know. All, all of it seems that like a, a root of the problem here. One of them is that these people think of themselves, the the, the criticizers, as being like uh, in you know this this uh, pure group of good yeah, people yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm who don't you. do racism and sexism. And okay. I just I. I think that we would all be better off if we realized that all of us do racism and sexism and like not not like giving a pass to people who do it, you know, like none none of this is to say like uh, that there shouldn't be a penalty for these things. I believe that there should be a penalty for these things, but I think that it would be easier for people to genuinely change and improve and like make the aggrieved group's lives better if there were a lower like if if it was just like hey yeah i know that we all know that we're all struggling with this and it's okay to admit you're struggling with it and that like all right you're furrowing your brow but i feel yeah, like i'm no, coming i feel like i'm coming to, to a a good encapsula a better encapsulation of my point than when i started spinning my wheels here this is what i'm saying i think that we with it uh we have a better chance at actual justice if uh, if if all of us are in agreement about how difficult of a problem it is and how much each of us individually does face it, are you willing to adjust your position to achieve that ag- agreement that you think would be better for everybody? I mean, I well, what I'm saying is we should all admit that like we are to some degree. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely admit that prejudice, you know, like fucking exists in me. There's like plenty of times I think things that like. Two seconds later, I'm like, boy, fucked up that even passed through your head. No, but what I'm trying to get is the situation you just described where you're like, it would be better, we would have justice if we all could agree X, Y, Z. Are you saying if everyone agreed with you? Well, or, I mean, definitely everything would always be better if pe- more I people know. agreed That's with me. That's what I'm trying to like get at. I mean, or obviously. Like, why would I have these opinions if I didn't think they'd be improving? Yeah, yeah, things? yeah. Because then it becomes important to figure out what your opinion is. You know what I mean? Like for the next step of the conversation in terms of like where these lines are and stuff, which is interesting. I have some questions, right? Why'd you go quiet? Because you were talking. Okay. I felt like I'm feeling an emotional vibe right now of someone going quiet like Tom Cruise in Magnolia when he's mad quiet. I'm not mad. Okay, good. Never been mad. Uh, I don't even know anyone who's mad. Interesting. Well, no, I just feel like uh, I—I I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting issue, man. I don't really feel like uh, I will say I I'm trying to like uh, listen to your perspective. I think right now the penalty for admitting like or you know the penalty for having imperfections in this stuff is such that like there's a a strong incentive to be in denial about these kinds of things. And I think that that denial hurts the aggrieved groups. I mean, I think you're right about that. Uh, And as a white man, what I do with it for your consideration is mostly internal work. Uh, Yeah. And I think all I'm talking about is how people ought to think about themselves in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you're talking about people who are yeah, not other, you. Other people thinking yeah, about yeah. themselves. Yeah, okay. I I, I'm saying like, yeah. uh, so I'll give you. An, so because again, 
this counter transference and transference like issue of like therapists and their feelings. The reason I keep reading about it is because I'm reading about boundary transgression in like therapeutic communities. And, uh, you know, a lot of that comes up in like the literature about therapists who have sex with their patients. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading this. Is the literature for or against that? Well, generally against, but. Uh, Are there some people that are like, it's actually kind of why you get into it. Well, no, they kind of make, I think the point you're trying to make right now with respect to, you know, racial transgressions uh, or transgressions of, you know, the accepted opinion um by saying that there's a lot of things going on it's not just the you know in the therapeutic relationship it's easier to to see how this would be kind of the straw man argument it's not just the dyad between the patient and the therapist at issue here there's there's a group at issue and a lot of times like the the group's approach to these sexual issues and transgressions the group's regulation of its members you know, can be at issue. Some of these therapists, uh, you know, attached to their patients as symbols of, you know, what's being held back from them from the like overly aggressive hand of the regulatory body. And so the the patient actually becomes like a symbolic object uh, for them to like phallically assert, reassert themselves, you know, over this domain. Um, you know, like there, there's all kinds of stuff going on there in the aftermath then it like basically the group's psyche functions like a individual borderline personality patients in its splitting between supporters of the transgressor and those who feel betrayed by the transgressor, often both motivated by the same denial. Uh, Sometimes the supporters and those who feel betrayed are low key jealous of the transgressor or like kind of feel that they got away with something. Like Stevie. Yeah, Uh, wait, who? from stevie and yeah Yeah. definitely i think and honestly i'm not saying like specifically with epstein but like a lot of times people who don't like cult leaders who are having too much sex are not having that much sex in my opinion i think that's probably Uh, true yeah uh but like uh so anyway they also said there's this deal whenever a member i'm fine with it i am too dude i mean look God made us all, you know? Look, I'm a Christian, so. No, I, th- I think it's actually not good if uh, cult leaders abuse their, we'll sexually see. abuse their subjects. That, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's a loaded verb. Well, yeah, but I was, I, I know. But Do you I think anything but monogamous marriage is inherently abusive? No, I think monogamous marriage is abusive. <laughs> yeah, tell him, tell him, tell me about it, man. <laughs> man, I was watching Casino the other day. When, Hell yeah, uh, good choice. Yeah, so good. Uh, when Every fucking scene, dude. They're like getting, they're at the airport and she has the diamonds in her hair, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like trying to search her and like she's getting mad at the airport and Pesci's just like, don't look at me, pal. I got to live with her. Like, I was just like, I would love to say that one day. Like, imagine, like, like my wife doesn't really give me the opportunity, but I, that would be time. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so good. Uh, anyway, like, so when someone in your group transgresses, there's also, and I'm not saying you're feeling this, but it, I will tell you about a time when I felt it. 
there is an anxiety about your own transgressions or your own potential to be called out for areas where you're unsure of yourself or you're unsure of how you map onto the zeitgeist. And so when you see somebody get canceled, you know, you're not just like mad because, you know, it's unjust that this person lost their job. You're scared because the world makes less sense and you're worried that you could get canceled because this doesn't seem to have rhyme or reason that you can discern. Or if it does, it seems like the, the impositions are just uh, almost set up to make you fail. So it might as well be, you know, which I, I understand that feeling because I will tell you the time I felt it. Like I said, this is an autistic subject for me, dude. Like just to give you like a very mild taste, like, no, I'm not even going to touch it, dude. but like what I was about to say, but like, uh, so when I did jury duty, uh, you know, have, you know, like you've done jury duty. I have, uh, you know, like they've got you all in the box and they're doing in Texas, they pronounce it vor dire. It's a French phrase in every other state. It's voir dire. And it, what it means, I don't even know what it means in French, but it's like, you're asking the jury the questions so you can decide who's actually, the jury pool, mm -hmm. uh, the potential jurors, you're asking them a bunch of questions so that you pick, you know, the final 12 or eight or six or, you know, whatever it's gonna Fucked be. Fucked up they don't do it in Latin, you know? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Maybe it is Latin and then it came into the French. I don't really know. All I know is we sound dumb in every other jurisdiction but like, it's a point of pride also among Texas lawyers, which is, is dumb, I think. I don't know, I roll my eyes at both instances. I think that's I wanna right. have it both ways, Yeah, I mean, for I, sure. Any shit lawyers do sucks. I hate when they're like, well, here we call it Vordaire, you know, it's like, shut up, yeah. you know? But then if somebody comes down here and they're like, are we gonna do Vaud, you know, I'm like, bro, Connecticut's that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, so. Anyway, like, uh, so I was in there, it was a DUI case, right? So uh, the judge is black, black woman, probably 40 years old. I don't think I knew you were on the jury of a DUI case. Oh, bro, this was a bonkers day for me. Yeah, 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 man. I, and I, I didn't know the D, I like kind of knew the DA, like, but I didn't get bounced for that reason. I can't, we don't have enough time, dude. We've had enough distractions, unless we're like, we say fuck it. This was a wild day at the courthouse. But I mean, I, it wasn't I, that, maybe, I feel like we've been I'm, kind of circling. I mean, whatever. It's up yeah, to I you. know. I agree, dude. But, uh, well, I will make my point about vibe just, continuity. We, we have this discussion of like, well, how do we, how do we do this show? Or how does it always end up four out? Well, we're two hours in and we have a, a at least, a, I mean, I, I shouldn't, I, again, shouldn't say the time. I, I can't see across the, what it is. That sounds right. Maybe we're seven hours in. Impossible to that tell. That doesn't sound right. Um, but, uh, we're several hours in and I, it would definitely take several more hours to do the thing that we said we we're going to do at the beginning. Yeah, I think we could save so, that. So, you know, a choice sits in front of us. Well, dude, I mean, I still, that's fine. We promised to talk about the thing and we promised and each like other not keep to be here promises. until fucking. So well, which but I'm saying we, we can't. Break? I, I, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. Well, which one? I mean, either way, it's not good. I agree. If, if this is your way, I'd like to get a reasonable night's sleep. But but if but if you had a strong thing of like we got to do well, the I was in Palm the middle Beach of fucking saying something, so I want to finish saying what I well, was saying. Well, you were we were trying to figure out whether oh, or not you wanted the long version of the day here. of trial or the short yeah, version, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, we yeah. have to answer this question before we can answer that one. Yeah, I don't want to do the long day of trial. Okay, 
Anyway, I just want to say the short anecdote, dude, about the, yeah, the terror of being outed as a racial opinion transgressor, dude. Mm -hmm. You might, you know. Uh, so this dude, man. He just can't call judges that. Well, no, he didn't do that. But so he, 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 he bought into it a little too hard. And this is my fear as an autistic person. Who did? The, the guy in the jury pool. Okay. So... <clears throat> I've had a problem and it included at this rehab and before it of people tell you a thing and you know, rather than struggle with what was unsaid, just you take it at face value and you're like, okay, that, I guess that's true. Yeah. And it's like, you got to learn, man. That's, that's, there's more. You can't always, um, you know, take that at face value and just jump right in, you know, with both feet, like chill, see what's going on. Uh, but this guy just, I don't know. I think sometimes in our society, especially among old white people who are anxious about the changing racial, racial landscape, uh, cause I've seen it in HR trainings. Uh, if they get the sense that they're in a safe space, you know, uh, they go wild with just like, they're so relieved to get to talk about it in an environment where they don't think they're gonna get in trouble. I mean, I'm not like everybody, you can say the N word right now or anything like that, but it's just like the way I answer a question or even the way I explain things is often like, I'm trying to make people more comfortable. Uh, and so they're just like, I'll, to take it out of the racial context, like- There's a, I think you could leave sketch about this. Okay. They're on a, a ghost a haunted tour. And uh, it's like the after hours tour. It's like the last tour of the day or whatever. And it's the adult tour. So the guide's like, so we can say whatever the hell we want. Okay. And then just from there, the guy's like, do you need the ghost fucking come and shit everywhere? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, this guy kind of did that. Uh, but it's not always right. I, I want to be clear. It's not always race racial, like uh, in a sexual harassment training people, it's the same effect. Mm -hmm. Like people are just, it's like fucking health class when you learn about puberty and being, you know, you're like, we can talk about this finally. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously just, we're all moderating all of our like things we say all the time. And yeah, it is a bit of a burden. Uh, and I mean, like it's a worthwhile one. I'm glad we do it. I'm not advocating not doing it, but like, you know, it's, it's nice. To well, I, it so that's like, why you I, don't even realize how much you're holding it in until someone's like, you don't have to hold it in right now. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I exactly. Uh, but I do think there's something to be like, if, if you're, if you're seeing this a lot, if that feeling will increase. Like if, if you, if you're on Twitter a lot, if you're on, if you're just reading about cancellations, uh, like that, that feeling increases, like I'm not, I have a lot of problems running through my head. I also don't encounter that many black people actually. And when I do thoughts about race enter my head all the time, but it's not like, I don't feel like terrible anxiety that I'm about to be canceled, like over race even as I'm talking about it on a podcast. No, no, no. But I, I get mad at myself. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I like definitely, if you look at like the, the scope of the time that I've been doing, it's just banter. I think it's like, you know, used to be something we would talk about more. And then I just feel like the, 
Yeah, oh, the conversation around us has uh, centered on it so much. It's kind of like I think everyone gets it or like has talked about it enough. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I feel like also like the I don't really have that. I have my own like individual life story. And so I could be like, here's a, every time I've interacted with black people in a, in a rememberable way. And here's what I think it means about me in society and life. No one really has clamored for that. So like, you know, it's been useful for me though to like, I mean, these same like emotional vibe continuities, like you do, I've had a lot of confusion. Like, I'll just give you a quick example, dude. My first week of high school at Princeton High School, very progressive place uh, and, and diverse. Um, a kid got, uh, two kids got in a fight, white kid and a black kid. Uh, and the black kid, aired the white kid out like his eye was completely red like all the blood vessels were you know broken in it he had to wear sunglasses like it was completely blacked over and no one got in trouble because the white kid got laid out so no one felt like he was like an aggressor and he looked literally like butthead like he he was like a skinny like not a nerd but like not a fighter type kid and then the black kid said he called me the n-word so i shouldn't get in trouble at all in person high school was just like yeah good point i don't know maybe they talked to him but he didn't like get suspended or anything like that and then get this dude this is kid was my friend uh like i knew him like he wasn't we had a falling out later uh but like i remember asking i was like did, did he really call you the n-word because the white guy also knew the white kid and he's like i did not call him the n-word uh and then like the black kid was also like no he did not call me the n-word that is what i told them because i knew i would not get in trouble and it's i was like oh fuck man yeah. like this is confusing yeah, and I'm, then I'm confused. and then like to make it worse like the white kid was racist oh yeah like, yeah like later like i what got to know it and so it's like he was telling racist jokes and shit he didn't call him the n-word but he was racist but like they were just fighting over something else, I think. And now his wife's black. So maybe you came around. Dude. I know, dude. So I'm saying what I'm going to say about all that, dude. Like, you know, like I could talk about those guys individually in their lives and like what they were like and what our relationships were like and maybe have like a thoughtful coming of age memoir or something. You know what I mean? I'm not really interested in that. And so beyond that, like, I have nothing to offer from that anecdote. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what significance to make of it either. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe this is like uh, having a, a bad or selective memory. But the thing that just bugs, I, I just feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've always had uh, broadly correct enough uh, views on, on racial issues. But it, it, it felt like... That part of doing the podcast, it's just banter and, uh, you know, just, I don't know, whatever, making an attempt to participate in the general public discussion, uh, that it, it, it did, like, sharpen my focus on those kinds of things. That makes sense. Um, and, like, with, at the time, it's like, you know, I... I feel like I'm doing the right thing, you know? Like, I'm, I'm out here saying, like, you know, everyone should fucking love each other and how could that be wrong uh but nowadays it does feel like any time 
I have any interaction with someone who is not uh, white. Like, it's just like I, I, I can't like turn off the giant like thing in my head of like like just even whenever I'm just like uh just having normal fucking time, I'll just be like. Good job, dude. Like, oh I'm, my God, and then I'm just dude. like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, both at the same time. Like, that's good. Look how, you know, yeah. like all of it's bad. Like, I don't like it. I don't like the part that, like, like the shut the fuck up part feels like a tiny bit racist. Whereas, like, I honestly, the wait when you hey, tell good the job, good job part to shut the fuck racist. up. Yeah, you should tell that part to shut the fuck up. Like, like, uh, the not racist thing would be to have no thoughts at all because it was a legitimately normal interaction and, like, not to be weird about it. But I I find it fucking possible not to be weird. And, like, I don't think it shows up externally, but, like, internally now, it's, like, every time I have, like, any normal interaction, it's just, like, my own fucking brain's tied up in knots about shit. I don't know, dude. I, I Whatever I'm doing, I'm not doing it right. I, I'm, I think, yeah. I don't know. I, I've never seen you memorably interact with a non-white person. Like, I... I I don't want to say I've never seen you interact with a non-white person. I mean, the, uh, you know, the, the fucking uh, good job dude voice is correct. I, I can play it off pretty well. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you've never been so awkward where I'm like, oh, TC's weird around black people. Yeah. He's no, I, too nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I, at least that's good. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe it's not every time. Maybe the times I'm not doing it, it's just then it is. I am achieving the perfect nirvana of not having a reaction, and it's so unremarkable. I don't know. Maybe that's it. I but I don't know. It happens often enough where I'm like, have these two voices bickering about. I hear what you're saying. I think that is why, like, uh, not to you know, I always get you're accused by a certain someone on this podcast of uh, doing corporate speak sometimes. Mm-hmm. But diversity does help there because when you see someone every day, like as I'm sure you can recall from your own experience. Like when you see like, well, I don't, I don't know who in your life is like a, a non-white person, but you know what I mean. Like, I, mean, I don't a, like. I don't really. I don't have. Co- I don't have any anyone I see daily except for the people I live with. Well, that's why I was gonna say I didn't want to bring your wife into it, but it's not like you're like, oh yes, my Latina wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, treat I hope the I don't. In my you, life know, impeccably. Like, you know what I mean? You're not like. Good job. I'm <laughs> I'm so woke with my wife. She's just your wife. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the same way at work, like, you know, with the people you actually interact with. Yeah, see, I just don't. I mean, like, I have a job, but it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I and that's not a fault of anybody's. I'm just saying, like, that's why in general that is a pro, I think, of diversifying companies. Yeah, I I I would, I wish, I would like that just because I, like, I don't know, at some point, surely I couldn't, like, survive just every single day fighting this battle out the whole time. Yeah, of, like, I don't think you would. Hey, yeah. dude, you offered to go, uh, grab her a glass of water. That's uh, pretty cool of you, huh? It's <laughs> like, also not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, oh, dude, there's, a, there's a book that they use, or they used to use it in education schools. I think they still do. It's called, I think it's called like, why are all the black kids sitting together? Uh, and it's basically like, cause that's the thing like well-meaning white teachers will be like, we got to break that up because they've kind of like intuitively been taught. Like, it is super interesting how that goes back and forth. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this book is like basically like they like to sit together, you know, so let them, uh, which I think like uh, is a much nicer Obviously way of Obviously context that. dependent though, right? You know, like. Yeah, well, I remember like, again, early in Princeton High School, like uh, we were, it was after a football game and a kid, like I got in a little scuffle with a kid over a cigarette. Like he was like, cut me down on that cigarette, which meant like, Give me the back half of that cigarette. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard this one. Have yeah. I said this on the podcast? I don't know if it was on the podcast. Okay. Well, yeah, he, real quick. I mean, he had ended up with him punching me, and he said to his friend, he was like, I told you we shouldn't hang out with these crackers. And I remember being like... How did that make you feel? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, racist term detected, but like, not felt. You know, like, not. I'm not saying I'm like... This is always the... The woke poster boy, but... It's fucking criticism of Cracker in the first, you know... Like, it's not, this, it's not even... Cracker's never no power once behind been it, dude. You know, there's no power... Well, maybe it has. I mean, to like... I think it used to be like something a rich white person could call a poor white person. I bet that was felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not poor enough to be white trash, that kind of thing. Anyway, dude, speaking of Florida, uh, are we doing that? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess it's up to you. Like, well, dude, the only, I just, I do think that whole place being the small kid, dude, the enigmatic message, I had to deal with the whole population of drug addicts and like all of their unresolved shit. Basically, like everybody I encountered projected their shit onto me. So I could do an episode on everyone I met. Like every single person I met there, I could talk for like four hours. So yeah, that, and, that and to, to be clear, the options in my mind are not uh, like just skip it. Like it's oh, just let's do it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I, I know. So you want to end the episode right now? I mean, so That's I'm, fine I'm me. not making any demands, but okay. putting it as an option on the table. Well, let me finish this jury guy because I feel like I left him out. Go. I think this could yeah, yeah, for sure be a useful anecdote. I just feel like this guy was very extreme, man. He was so okay. We're at the DUI trial, right? This guy's an old guy. The, the defense lawyer is asking everybody stuff to try to get them to think about their own weakness and vulnerability as transgressors so that they'll be more lenient to this drunk driver. Mm -hmm. So the drunk driver is a guy like in his 30s and he's got long hair and a ponytail. Feels like he should have cut it for trial. He, I'm, I bet his lawyer told him to and he didn't. So that's why the lawyer was bringing it up. So he was basically like, what did you think? Are are you able to reach a verdict? Is there anyone someone? that's so ex fucking hyped about having long hair that they go to jail for it? This, what a fucking dude, idiot! This guy went to jail for his ponytail. I looked up the case like to see what happened. He went to jail. They found him guilty, dude. He was on videotape, like drunk as fuck. I don't know why he well, fought this case. Well, then it sounds case. like the the ponytail wouldn't have made a substantial difference. He should not have fought the case at all, man. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, but he's a ponytail man driving home from a concert, and they got him. But so basically, like they're like, "Well, you know, can you reach a fair verdict despite what someone looks like?" And of course, everyone wants to say yes. They like thinking that about themselves. But what if I meant the ponytail? Well, exactly. So he's like, well, "What did you think when you saw you know these people walk in? What did you think when you saw you know my client walk in?" And he's just asking these various people, blah blah blah. And this old guy's like, uh, you know, well, it, well, I thought he was a lawyer, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, what did you think, you know? And he's like, all right, well, what did you think when, you know, the other side walk, walked in, like, you know, when the prosecutors walked in? 
And the prosecutor was, uh, the assistant district attorney was like, probably 30 year old black guy. And the, the potential juror was like, oh, well, you know, I assumed he was the defendant, obviously. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude. And dude, the judge is just like, excuse me? Like, literally, she's just like, what did you, like, she didn't say what the fuck did you just say, but <laughs> yeah. like, I bet that it got typed, what the fuck did you just say? Like, I mean, <laughs> the, like, it was so clear in the, you know what I mean? And he was just like, well, look, your honor. Like, he, he really <laughs> was like, what? I'm what's, scared, what's after what I'm, I know, I'm scared to say it. Like, I'm not important enough for anyone to ever clip hour three of this podcast. But like, I'm scared to repeat what he said. Like, he was just like, he's like, your honor, it's no secret. Like, you know, black people are defendants in the criminal justice system all the time. He was uh, kind of protesting it. Well, he was like, he, he was like, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but like he really he was like i'm not I mean, you're the one involved in the justice like, i'm system, assuming lady. you see it more than i do like <laughs> you know like that was kind of his tone he's like you walk in you, you like and he, this what is, a dummy i know dude like but he really thought he was like well surely if i just explain myself then everyone will understand like it didn't occur to him that he you know what i mean like and so he was just like uh, you know, I walk into a courtroom and I, I see a young black man looking good. I mean, it's a nice suit. Like, I mean, I assume, like, odds are he's here because he's being tried for a crime. And the guy's sitting here, they're like, and I, dude, I, I don't, this guy's not my friend, like the ADA, but I had, like, just met him in the hallway. Uh, cause, like, he knew a guy I knew. So I should have gotten bounced for that. And I did get bounced. Uh, but it's just like to watch his face. Like, as it's just, it's like, damn, dude. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like, he shouldn't have to listen to that. Fucking hell. Or, and then the judge, too. Like, the judge is at least, like, elevated. Like, fucking, she's about to smack the shit out of this guy, and she did. Uh, yeah, what, what? She just, like, rained down on him, basically. Like, she didn't argue with, like, the the statistics of, you know, who appears when and how or whatever. But it was basically, like well, I'm a fucking judge and he's a lawyer and, you know, we've worked very hard to not be disrespected. Like, you know, something quick like that. Just to basically, like, calm down the, just the whole Just didn't know if we courtroom. got any kind of uh, contempt of court? No, nothing like that. It was more like the whole courtroom was like, are you going to let him just say that? Like, the, the, like you know, like a, a collective gasp, like yeah. instantaneously, like, shot through the courtroom. And so I always think about that guy when I think about the fear of transgression, that's my fear. I, I don't agree with that guy, so I'm not scared of like blurting that out, but I'm scared that I will believe that what I'm saying is like just regular and true and just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to explain the way my brain has told me the things are and everyone's like, whoa, you're now part of the out group and we think you're evil and get away from us, you're bad now. Like that is, I, I know that fear, dude. Yeah. And that guy is like oh, the absurd example. I'm worried that one day I will be as confused as him. Yeah. And being like, why does everyone hate? I know what it's like to have everyone hate you, just not for that reason. He didn't think that they were going to exactly. hate him. Dude, the look on his face haunts it. me too. Yeah. Because he's getting increasingly confused fast. Yeah. Being like, why is this judge so mad at me? I'm not talking about her. I told her that. Like, and it's just like, <laughs> 
I'm laughing because it's like scary. Like I am very uncomfortable, but it also was very funny. Like to see this, yeah, he's not a smart man. Yeah. Like obviously, and he thought he was. Uh, so you know, but that I to me that fear is very identifiable. It's the complete opposite of what you were saying about the, the like the good job award that you give yourself. Mm-hmm. The humanitarian. Yeah. I name myself <laughs> good man of the, of the year every time I yeah. fucking. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sick. But I think you are a good husband to your Latina wife. Uh, fucking uh, not her judgment. I was thinking of naming you man of the year of Greenville Avenue. That'd be great. Yeah. Of, of our, well, anyway, dude, I got nothing. Let's end this. All right. Bye. <laughs>